Welcome everyone to another episode of Weekly Games Chat, brought to you by the HP Video Game Podcast Network. I think I got that right. It's close enough, I think. It's episode 231. Is it 231? It is 231. Because it was 230 last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's, how that works. That's what you do. You look to see what the episode was last week in the numbers, and that way you know what you need to make this week's episode. Uh, I'm your host, Chris. As always, joined by my co-host, Sean. That's right. I'm always here. And friend of the show, John, is off this week. <laughs> so we got another friend of the show. His name is Jeff. Welcome back to the show, Jeff. Hey, buddy. Always good hey. to have you, Jeff. You bring uh, top-notch knowledge and whatnot. Glad to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you brought your own headgear today. I like it. Yeah. These, these uh, Those are nice. things Chris been giving here recently. <laughs> Don't know what's coming off of them. Yeah, uh, I was the first one to kind of not use uh, when we when we got all of our podcast equipment. Um, it was kind of standard given to us, which I, I appreciate standard, free standards. stuff. Yeah, but I was the first one to kind of get different headphones. Chris adopted it a few times. He's rocking some, I believe they're Hyper X headphones right now. They're nice, and so is Jeff. He's rocking the yeah. Uh, these are Hyper X. Yeah, these were at one point my nice headset, and then Penny said, "Nah, <laughs> not F today." That. Yeah. So Jeff learned after, what's this, your fifth or sixth or seventh visit? Something like that. It's up there. We're approaching yeah. double digits. Yeah. Well, it's hype. Yeah, these, these headphones Chris have given me in past visits. It's like a, a chew toy of pennies. Yeah. Those are actually John's there this week. That's you, the ones he get, uses. Yeah, you get John's. Yeah, we were like, John, it'd be fine. John wouldn't care, right? Yeah. It's fine. So, so I brought them on. And yeah, these are the HyperX. My brother... I don't, I don't know if you talked to him any this week. Yeah. He, uh, he asked me, um, said he was going this weekend to get him some new headphones and, uh, and asked me, you know, about some, he was at some PlayStation ones he was looking at. Yeah. The gold hundred and something bucks. Yeah. And I was like, dude, just get you some $50 HyperXs. Well, they're they're very good. Even these ones are like 79. Yeah. They're like 79, eight bucks and they're way better than the Sony. The, um, he, I think he had the ones you have on now, the HyperX mm-hmm. Cloud yeah. Stingers. Yeah. yeah. See what I did there? Um, and they broke. He said uh, <laughs> it was really funny because he 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 goes – he had not been playing games and he goes into um, – I don't know how to describe. It's not his son, but how do I describe His that? son. We'll say his, just, his, just go his, his son's room to get them back. And they're laying mm. on the ground. And the um, the speaker pad like that you hear from is just kind of hanging out of the headset with like wires exposed. <laughs> yes. And I think even possible the microphone because the Cloud Stingers have a mic that you it's like a boom mic you bring down, and that thing was just like just a mess. And, and, he, and, <laughs> and knowing he plays a lot of Fortnite, that yeah. was probably due to some rage. It's, so so the next question yeah. Darren says is, uh, did you do this or or how did you break these? And in a classic teenage response, it's uh. I, didn't, I, didn't, I did I didn't, not do that. I don't know how this happened. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, Who yeah, are you? He went on a uh, he went on a headphone you know thing or whatever. So that's fine. Yeah, it's like I, if, if that's I, a dangerous thing. I can get these PlayStation ones for like a hundred bucks or so. He yeah. said, but it comes with a Fortnite V buck. Yeah, he had, thing. I, yeah. He said, if I buy it, do you want to buy the V bucks? I was like, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> are you Got never going to play? Are you never going to play Fortnite again? No, I, I, st- I still when still? I when I when I'm not. In other games, yeah, I still yeah. jump in it. That's nice. You dabble. Have you, have yeah. you seen the uh, Star Wars stuff yet? I saw the Stormtrooper. Yeah, you saw it in person in the game. Um, or do you have it? No. How's there not? No, I told I told Brad and Slade that I was going to hold off until they mm. come out with the uh, Vader skin. Is that coming? Is and that official? Then they can be my beep. the Stormtroopers. How yeah. are they not yeah. doing a Vader mode like where you know, kind of like what they did Thanos? Because yeah. that would be fun. Like, right, someone's Vader. 
and just like maybe someone gets to be Luke or, or Han or something. Well, because they have a game already called EA Battlefront. The, the coolest. <laughs> no one cares about that game. <laughs> yeah, the coolest thing I saw in one we of the Fortnite us. games was not the Stormtrooper. It says we're running through our match, you know, whatever. Yeah. I notice up in the sky, well, no, you just don't. Very no, tiny. you don't. I don't know the name of the ships. Okay, but it's like a. But it's one of them up there, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh no, that's pretty nice. That's, that's a nice. nice little addition. Yeah. Destroyer. Yeah. Is that's that what it was? Big yeah. Triangle. Yes. Yes. Big yes. wedge looks like a piece of cheese, maybe, yeah. or a doorstop. That's a destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> Class, uh, class four star ship. <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to mess with that. That's not one to go toe to with. Yeah, that was that um, was it. Remember in the movie, it was awesome. Um, when Han has the uh Millennium Falcon and he he basically just is able to kind of stick on to the ship. Why is he German? Because it's the Millennium Falcon <laughs> and he just kind of sticks on the ship because he's so tiny they don't pick up on it. Yeah, that was yeah. super cool. I missed it. Hey, Disney Plus came out, right? So this is a good segue to that. It did. Um, and did you hear Some about... Some struggles. Did you, well, a little, apparently I learned today at the gas station... Same. I just left the <laughs> gas station and learned about... My, my identity is apparently stolen. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they said uh, 11 million or something like that. Or a lot of people got their accounts hacked. Really? What I saw, yeah. yes, the, I, I guess that's it. The, the hackers stole the accounts and are reselling them. Huh. For so, like double the price of what we're paying for. Yeah. Yeah. So they're making someone get some money. I guess uh, I wouldn't care right now because it's just, it's free for me right now. So it's not but like my you, credit information. You there. say that, but we don't know how the accounts were hacked. That is true. If it was hacked and then they eventually get back to like, say you're a Verizon user and that first year is on, on Verizon. Yeah. Now they have all that information, which may store your Apple pay cards or your other things. That's fair. So now let's go ahead and get all nervous. I, I think it's either Jeff. We're or, canceling the show. <laughs> we're done. We're going into a bunker. I think it was you or someone, um, obviously, if it wasn't you, it was someone, someone yeah. that told me there's there's real everybody has everybody's information right now. It's like out there. Nah, that's something I, I believe in that. Yeah. I, I don't worry about it. Yeah, it is what <laughs> it's it no is. Point right? being paranoid. Somebody wants it. They'll get it. Dude, we're paranoid. Pretty much. I'm not going to just call you paranoid guy, but I'm paranoid with you guy about things. Yeah, I've got all the home automation, <laughs> the Google home, all the all everything. The, I know. It's like, you realize you're giving all your info to Google. I don't care. They Listen to it. me. Listen to me. You don't have your um, laptop webcam covered, do you? Who was I? I do. Actually. <laughs> I do. Who was I talking? I was talking. For specific reasons. <laughs> I was talking to someone this week that was. I think it might have been BK who was like adamant about this whole entire thing about I Apple spying on people through Facebook or something. And I yeah. was like, that seems like more like when I read the article, I was like, this seems more like someone screwed up something. And I was like, because I was looking, I'm like, they don't need to listen to you to get information, everything they need from you, right? Yeah. You give it to them pretty much every five minutes. Yeah. That's what she said. You know, that's, oh. yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 data. We, ne we never get this kind of sound effect from Chris. I like but it. that said, before we move forward, uh -huh. moment of silence for our fallen quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that hurts a little. Yeah. Cool. Still still too soon. Way too yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I actually rewatched the game today. <laughs> that's and a dangerous the, thing. That's about a three-minute mark of the second quarter was passing. I was like, here it comes. He just paused. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. more interested in watching the point where... You know, it looked like Mac Jones was about to come in and and Tua, you know, Tua kind of came in and, and lobbied coach to let him play some more. You did see it, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I didn't hear it, but it appears yeah. obvious to me that we were going with Mac Jones 
at no, that point. I think and, at one point he was won. out. I think he was going to do it. And then for whatever reason, Nick Saban wants to run two minute drill and that's it. I don't I just can't make myself believe that. I feel like at the half, Nick Saban come out and, and he said, you know, well, we were going to run drills, this type of thing. I think he's just Coach Saban being a true leader and taking ownership of what happened. Yeah. You know, I always heard in some book somewhere about Bear Bryant would always say that when the team won, it was he, the credit was fully on the team. When the team lost, it's all, on him. all the credit was on him. Yeah, Saban's well, always been that guy, too. Yeah, I think that, you know, if you want to put the, the fault on him for making the decision, the mm-hmm. ultimate decision to let him stay in, sure, then it's his fault. But I do believe that it was, in my belief, that Tua came out and said, I want to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Saban even laughed a little when he, and pat him on the shoulder, almost as if to say, all right, then go ahead and finish finish this half, and then you, you'll be this done. This is it, basically, yeah. 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 And then two plays later... He's down and out. And then Saban goes into the half and says, you know, we made we we made a decision to to let him play practice the last. I don't think Coach Saban made that. I think they were putting Mac Jones in. Yeah. I don't know. And then Tua said, just let me finish this out. He said, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, from, from that weekend, though, it, it was good to see. I want to say two things. Um, two things. That, that as of the recording of this podcast, you know, he is a pretty famous quarterback for college football. He did have a successful surgery, and he's going to start his rehab. Second, uh, during the Auburn-Georgia game, it was cool to see the Auburn players um, wear um, these armbands that were part of the missing girl, and they were kind of support for trying to find her. So, um it was very cool. I was doing an event, and um, it was the first time I ever had this happen where I'm at my event. It's a wedding, but the venue was set up in such to where directly behind me, there was literally mm. a rug laid out and a flat screen TV um, and like uh, chair foldable chairs you would see like at a tailgate. Mm-hmm. And it was alternated with Georgia Auburn, Georgia Auburn, Georgia Auburn. That's they funny. had pom poms. Well, because if you think about it, if you choose to get married on a game day like a Georgia Auburn, it's it's like <laughs> this time of year. I I do not understand couples in the South. Like other places, I get, I totally get. Like if you live in California, who cares again? Like married on a Saturday, unless you're I guess a USC well, guess what? fan. USC and Oregon fans are about to email in now. Right. Thanks a lot, yeah, Chris. But they're it's nothing compared to like it is here, right? It, you know, it, or like if you live there, or you live like in Ohio or Michigan, I yeah. totally would be like why why are you sending this invite this time of year to do this like my sister got married on the third saturday in october hey that means something to some people and and i (laughs) literally i I kid you not i literally in that wedding (laughs) sat there before the wedding started watching paused the game as soon as it started and as soon as they were done wrapping i was right back on it because you know it's that well it's kind of the equivalent of our employer having our christmas party on the night of the SEC championship. Yeah, you're just and like, realizing why? quickly we're going to have to move that date because nobody's coming during this day. I mean, some people might be coming. To- we did, it did get moved, right? It's not still on the. I, I'm not talking about that anymore, Jeff. Oh. oh. When you hear the replay, you'll laugh. Okay. That's fine. Because it's a, that's what she said kind of joke. Oh. Just saying. But that's it. It's fine, guys. I'll just sit here and make jokes that you don't get till after you listen to the show. Anyways, um, just want to say again, if you're a fan of Watchmen, every week that show is getting more and more into the lore of that comic. 
and I'm that's my favorite show. I'm going on that's my favorite new show of this year. That's not mine. It's it's like already there by a mile. And it's just uh it's a good slow build. Like yeah. it doesn't just like say, Hey, episode one, here's all this stuff from Watchmen you love. It's like, no, we're gonna leave that over here for one now and let's just focus on these new people. Yeah. And now it's like, okay. So you know, what do you these mean new these new people? <laughs> now it's like <laughs> taking like they're doing that thing. Like now they're starting to kind of do flashbacks to fill in this gap of what happened. Yeah. Oh. And you're like, all right, this is so tight. Like the thing they Uh-oh. did this week is one of the coolest things I've seen on TV. That's pretty dope. And they pulled it off. Like from a fandom perspective, it's probably like going to those levels of, for me, like I got like when I saw the Red Wedding for Game of Thrones and things like I actually see that like realized on television. I'm like, holy, they, they didn't mess that up. Okay. Yeah. You know, so it was, it was that level of uh, satisfaction for me. And I think anyone else who's a fan of that comic is right there with me we are like oh well i probably never will watch that show no no offense to anyone who likes it like you're yourself. going to watch in three no, years you're I, gonna be in on it no i'm not because it's gonna be i, I do song. have a track record of totally missing out on like the first second third season of something and then the fourth jumping in and going this is the greatest show of all time you're going to but um i i literally have zero interest in the watchmen i don't i don't come with a watchman background is it um is it a politically driven show i mean it takes place in politics in the sense of like the it's based in a world where basically in a world where you know superheroes have happened and like where nixon ends up being elected to like a third term and like we do like because of superheroes we like we win world war or um, world war we we win vietnam from them like it's that kind of thing but at the same time in the background this the story itself is really about a murder and trying to figure out why the heck someone murdered this person while both the Soviet Union and the US are kind of like leading towards nuclear devastation. So, you know, it, it's like all these themes coming together and when it finally gets to its conclusion, the all the payoffs of it, they make perfect sense and they're very interesting of like where they go and where they leave it. Like you're kind of left in this place of like, man. I'd like to know what happened next. And now the show is doing that for you. It's like, okay, this is what happened afterwards. I mean, does that interest you? <laughs> it's hard to describe it. No, it's, I think you, yeah. I think you did. Well, I mean, I yeah. think you put it out there without, cause you don't want to get in the spoiler land. No. I've just never, um, you know, Chris knows I, I like to avoid politics. I just not interested. Yeah. And, uh, I've, I've heard you speak on the, the podcast a couple of times about it. And it sounds like it was politically driven, but, there are there are political things like the very opening scene is a very famous historical. Well, I would say maybe not to everyone, but it is a very. It gets away at Watergate. <laughs> no, it's uh, it goes further back than that. Oh, really? Uh, it's uh, the opening is. I mean, I, I guess it's not that big a spoiler, but uh, it depicts Black Wall Street. Which, if anyone knows what that we gotta is, we got to stop that, Jeff. We can't let her hit the, her tail on the couch, Jeff. If anyone knows what that is, that's like a famous thing of. Uh, of racial crime that happened in Tulsa, like where basically a whole team or town got wiped out. I didn't. Yeah, uh, yeah it's it, it's it's something that and some they start. People, that's a leadoff spot. Yes, and you're like, that's why deep. are they bringing this in? And the, they've just now kind of re, like tied that all together to where you're like, oh, now this all is starting now to make a lot sense, of sense. Yeah. You know, so um, there's just there's crazy sci-fi stuff in it. There's there's a big dude with a blue penis. <laughs> it's nice. 
Richard, whatever you want to say. It's fine. Just, he hasn't just, showed up yet. Just say what you want, man. Yeah. It's, your, it's your show, right? Yeah. Um, why, why is that the only thing I know about Watchmen is the fact that there's a blue dome? <laughs> Everyone just always knows that. But, like, uh, I think, like, the original show, there was a character called, or comic, there's a famous character called Varshak, who's kind of like, think of Batman, mm-hmm. but Batman without rules. Batman that does not care. He just wants okay, justice. Yeah. So I got you. There's a new character that in here is kind of filling that void. And like this week was a lot about him. And it's just really cool. Like so, he wears a metallic mask. It was dope. Yeah, so when, when cool. does the Watchmen and the boys do a crossover? <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't get into the boys. Um, my show that I don't have answers yet. And there's no precedent set that I've started I've rewatched the two episodes that are out like seven times. I've been holding off on this. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but it's the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. It's the only reason I cared about for me personally about making sure on the launch day that I could get into Disney plus um, on day two. It was really funny. None of my devices would log in except for my mobile device. You messaged me. Yeah. I mean, my PlayStation, Xbox, PC, laptop, like all these things you could not get into the Disney. That's probably the day we all got hacked. Um, but the mobile account worked just fine, dude. If you haven't watched the Mandalorian and you're a fan of star Wars and you want that story that, um, doesn't have like, you know, Luke Skywalker and all the things that whatever, this is a fresh take on a side of a, of character and a story that, that I'm really enjoying so far. The only thing I kind of don't like about it, but I've learned more about it is that it drops episodic. So you stream it like you would think we talked about this before, like it's a Netflix show. The season comes out. You watch all of them. No, they've timed this up for all the episodes that come out on Fridays, the week of the Star Wars movie. No episode comes out. But then the season ending episode comes out the week after the movie. Yeah. So there are some major theories out there about how this show would tie in to events of the next Star Wars movie, which is if you buy into that kind of stuff, super cool to read. But I never, ever you know, really trust that kind of stuff. Cause so you know, the Mandalorian is Ray's father. That would be hilarious. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, if you've heard rumors about bombshells that happen at the end of the episode, the mm-hmm. initial episode, totally legit, like mouth dropping, like, Oh my God, what kind well, of thing? You answered the question I was going to ask was, you know, from being a big fan of star Wars, like you are, is it giving you what you want? Is it a good show? Yeah. Is it- it's stuff for you. It, I thought about this after watching the second one. If you've watched the uh, animated shows like Rebels or the Clone Wars series, yeah, yeah. Um, if you watch those as a grown man like I did, uh, you notice that they process a lot of information in 30 minutes, right? Because mm-hmm. they were spots on like the Disney Channel or whatever. And these shows are only about 30, maybe 40 minutes long. They're not too, too long every yeah, I think week. They said like the second episode is like only. 27 minutes yeah so and i don't know if each one's going to give you more or less but they kind of process through those things kind of like that but it's exactly what you need they don't they don't leave in filler for the sake of filler you know um and it looks like the the reports on how much money they spent to to do each episode it it feels like a movie when you watch it it's it's actually pretty pretty awesome so um i think they've uh i think it's evident now why they're doing episodic because like imagine they put that out right Mm -hmm. there would be (laughs) nothing after this week like for forever for them because they're not netflix right they don't they're more like hbo they have to do this and everything else they got 
And it's got to be right, too. It's got to be good. It can't it, just be a dud, right? Well, exactly. everything else that they have on that platform, it is, if you're, if you're used to Netflix, it's very, it's very user-friendly like that, right? Yeah. Everything they got, we've all, a lot of us have already seen. I'm sure there are loads of people who haven't seen, you know, the latest Avengers movie or, you know, stuff like that. But all that stuff's out there, so that's cool. Um, they got the old throwbacks. Tinley's loving watching like Wizards of Waverly Place. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that's pretty dope. There's some gems in there, like uh, for for me, things like Gargoyles, which I grew up watching and was like a great adult but kid show yeah. back then. I want. I'm going to rewatch that. That's dope. I'm excited yeah. for you, buddy. Can't uh, wait. <laughs> that said, I might have watched Little Mermaid, Aladdin, movies <laughs> first. Not the live action. Yeah. In case you haven't listened in a few weeks. No. Those aren't even on there, I don't think yet. I don't think so either. Yeah. But I'm, I'm like, really? How yeah. are you not launching with your own stuff? I don't know. Oh, and they did say that the, I think Disney and Marvel now with these shows. Yeah. Um, you have to watch the TV shows because it's going to tie into the movies. See, I don't like that. That's... So you're going to be lost. Yeah. I don't like it either, Chris, because like, what if I don't want to watch this stupid show? Yeah, you got to have a, like, I don't mind pulling characters in yeah. or maybe casually referencing things to be like, wait, what is he talking about? And then you go off and make sure you go watch it, right? Right. But like when you're making it a chief thing, you know, movies are movies. As far as I'm concerned, that's a cine- <laughs> it's not called the Marvel Cinematic and Television Universe. Right. It's the Marvel, Marvel Cinematic, Cinematic Universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, so just like like to me, like you don't have to watch Clone Wars or Rebels to enjoy the trilogies right. of each Star Wars film. So right. that'd be my advice. So is it a, is the Disney Plus equivalent to like, uh, you know, back in the day when a movie was vaulted? You're not going to buy the physical copy until they unvault it, mm-hmm. right? I mean, right. I case. got you. Yeah. Is it now you can watch anything? That's- They've unvaulted everything, pretty much. <laughs> I got you, dude. Yeah. It's legit. Um, it really is. But yeah, I'm. Um, I'll tell you what. The, what I'm excited about now, though. What is that? Is to hear about this topic you guys are going to get into. Is it time? It, I think it's. I mean, you know, we we made a promise a few weeks back to not try to drag this out too much. I look over and there's 22 minutes gone, and it felt natural. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you that much. Well, what time is it? Topic time. It's, it's it topic time. It's so much better. If he stopped it and then he did that, it. He just did that. See, he doesn't know how to do this I live. I gave him the finger cue like. Eh. We thought you were just doing like a, a guns of blazing thing. We Pow, pow. Topic time. Pew, pew. Yeah, pew. let's do it. Pew. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is Death Stranding. That's nice. That was strong. You leaned way back on that, and it still came through hot. Got the the, the gargle in the voice going. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. So, boy like me is excited that Jeff is here today. Yeah. Hey. Um. That hurts. No, 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 no. I because I, 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 you guys always. It's very rare that you guys are on the same page about the same things. That's fair. So I'm, I, I, I meant that in a very good way because I, I'm going to listen to your point of view about things, his point of view about He's things. A, he always agrees with John. Yes. Resident Evil, ten out of ten, right here. So, <laughs> and for me, I, I actually bought this game with the intent to play it. As we record last week, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not kidding you guys. I walk in and Chris goes, "You're." you're 
not gonna like this game. No. no. And, and your brother Darren's like, Sean, you're not gonna like this game. Yeah, my brother yeah. said you got it, and I was thinking And he said you said I'm not gonna like the game. Let's put it so we were playing uh we were playing what was it, Friday night with Darren yeah. in the party, and I was just like, Yeah, this would be exactly I think how Sean would be right. He now. did say he was he was going crazy about things and you guys were apparently just giggling. About- <laughs> he was getting hot. That was funny. Yeah. I do I do think I do want to point out though. Mm. that he really enjoyed being in there with y'all. And I told him, I said, this is what happens when you game together, Darren. Yeah. <laughs> People come together. This is what gaming is. And yeah, he like never a- played video games <laughs> with anyone else again. <laughs> He's not really accustomed to throwing the headset on and being in multiplayer mode. And yeah, about two nights before, we he tried to hook up and so we could discuss what was good because he is... He, I don't know if he still is. I don't even know if he's still playing it. He, but I think he's he was playing Star Wars. He lost. hates the game. <laughs> yeah, so lost in this game. Dude, he's so mad he bought a digital copy of this game because yeah. he can't take it back. <laughs> he told me. He has said, he, "Has he, he played the Arcadeema games?" Uh, no, I think. In fact, he said he has. He's never played Metal Gear. Really? Right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think he's played Metal I Gear. I wonder what made him go so hard for this. I like guess just the lore. He he said he he contacted me and he said, "Look, I think he said I've got a gift card." And I want to get a new game. Should I get Death Stranding? Sean and John are telling me I should get Luigi. I said, well, dude, here's what I can tell you. It depends on what you want in a game. I said, if you want a, a, a Switch, don't Nintendo. You, don't you bash, Luigi. I haven't, play, I haven't played it. I, I can't. But I said, if you want something that's, you know, Switch, Nintendo, fun to play, you know. Lighthearted. No stress. Just, yes, all, the, all those things. Shoot for Luigi. I said, if you want something that's going to require a lot of time and a lot of thought and and a lot more devotion in a game yeah then consider this next day it's like i got death stranding which <laughs> is weird to me because he de- he has mentioned he doesn't want to play a game that you have to craft food or do a bunch of it's like really open world a lot of time we have a couple of friends that are like that yeah it's like and, and some of them it surprises me when they, i'm like wait but you <laughs> you like you, yes. you literally do this for a living. Why would you? <laughs> why would you not want to do this? You know, but uh, you know, teach your own. Different strokes for different folks. Right? Oh, that's I've heard that before. Yeah, um, but, but I am super excited, man, because it's here. Yeah the the big thing I think the takeaway is coming into this like that I got from Kojima is that it's kind of similar to Red Dead last year. Um, I think these games, in the sense of it's a western. Yes, they're both the Western. <laughs> they're both about America. It's funny you say that, and I'm going to let you continue. Yeah. I just wanted to say that today, mm-hmm. I kind of had that thought that this is sort of in the vein of Red Dead. Yeah. In terms of having to go across these expansive, you know, landscapes. Yeah. And have and journeys. Blah, blah, and, right. Yeah. I, but, you know, I think both of those games are similar in the way that, like, for the longest time, games have really been about one thing, one thing only, like, is it fun? Like, is it yeah. consistently fun? Right. Like I'm coming in here and if I have to do 50 things before the fun happens, I'm not going to be oh, too checking out. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you know, for the longest time that's been the standard and that's been fine. And there's plenty of games, you know, like go play star Wars right now that, you know, I think you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think like right away, People are going to find a lot more fun in that, you know. For sure, I, I bought know. Star Wars on release day, and I've I've installed it. I've yeah. yet to fire it up, and I am so wanting weekend. to play oh, this it's game. So good, I so want to play it, but I'm I'm gotta finish my yeah, Death Stranding. I, I gotta do this, and and then I'm gonna you gotta jump do into it. it. <laughs> I got to, I got. But like with this game and and also Red Dead last year, 
this is more of like that what we've seen in the way of the smaller artistic games the last couple of years, like Gone Home mm-hmm. and things like that, you know, uh, Firewatch, where it's not necessarily Greatest about it's right <laughs> ten out of ten. Um, it's not necessarily about the fun. It's about the 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 director of the game having a vision and conveying that to you and trying to say, if you stick with me, I'll you. show you the importance of why we did this. And the honest truth is, is when you go into Death Stranding, there is a clear purpose to make you feel frustrated because you really is, believe that. Yes. Is, is clear as day, especially as you go <laughs> and on it succeeds. <laughs> yes. Like the first couple of hours of this game, when you're by yourself and you don't have, but the backpack that's on you mm-hmm. and the limitations of what your weight is. Mm-hmm. And there are no roads and there are no vehicles and there are roads <laughs> and you're not connected with other players in this world. You appreciate when you finally do get those things, mm-hmm. just how much they mean in accomplishing. Cause I really do think like deep down Kojima, you know, this game is about Ed's core without spoiling too much of the story. The underlying theme is basically reconnecting and rebuilding America and I think Kojima's it's America like, not like his, his main point seems to be like, look, you know, he, it's that old line. It takes a village type thing, right? Like get you don't get America just by one person and that's it. It's like you get it together to a point like where as time goes on, you start to get better stats. You start to have an easier time. You start to get better equipment. You all of a sudden have a vehicle. Um, you start to notice this is a cool thing I caught when you're going to places it tracks your pass, and if you use the same pass over and over again, this tall grass that had rocks and stuff starts to kind of do what actually happens in the world. It falls away and turns into a trail, so you can easily run through it. You yeah. know things like that. Like it, that all comes. I've had, but it just th- takes it takes time to get there, and yeah. it's for purpose to build that importance that when you finally get to what I think is the apex of where he's leading you towards, which is connecting to this chiral net network, which therefore allows you to work with other players to build structures. Okay. I got you. And, and, you know, kind of really do major things like rebuilding humongous roads and things that you see how much more life is easier with the help of others than just by, saying by myself i'm putting this pack on and going over that mountain well, chris has said a whole lot in one breath yeah. covering a whole a whole synopsis a of plethora right um i had two or three people ask me you know so so how is it or, what's it about what's what it is about? it yeah blah, blah 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 and it was at that point i started i said you know what the only way i'm going to give any kind of justice to my explanation is to take right. some notes as i play through and then because chris, <laughs> chris had hit me up early about being on the podcast to discuss the game you know so i said well i'm going to keep some notes so i have some points to talk about um so and some of them are uh, after maybe a few uh beers <laughs> <laughs> so i would write stuff down and anyway but one of the things that I, I i started off with was that the game is not for the easily frustrated at I'm all. out. I'm out. If you're, if <laughs> not at all, because there's, there's, yeah, 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 I'm out. Like, there's I've not played, a, there's I've played Call of Duty with you. <laughs> left, right, center, bro. <laughs> there's not a lot of action. There's a lot of reading. Um, they, they do data logs where it, you know, if you, one of the key things that drives this game is the story. 
if the store, I mean, there were points in the game where I'm, I'm at my wits end and I'm like, man, I, this is, this, I'm, I'm just being honest here. This was, this is boring me. This is getting tedious. This is annoying me. There's, um, these things in the game called BTs, right? Um, when it, when it rains, the rain is called Tom fall. Um, when they're there's, blue, they're Bluetooth. Yeah. BTs are Bluetooth. No. Oh. <laughs> um, they're, they're basically the, the, so give a brief story background. Give me which, an intro on, on what you'd, yeah, that. So, so and, and even that in itself is hard to explain. And there are those out there that are this and say, you got that wrong. But basically something happened yeah. called the death stranding. There was an event and it, okay, we'll go with event. So it, so it puts the game in an, in a post-apocalyptic world. Okay. All right. I know what that means. At this, at this time, basically everyone who I guess survived are bunkered Norman down. Norman Reedus. Yeah. Norman Reedus are bunkered, they're bunkered down in these, um, fallout shelters, basically. Yeah. They're either in fallout shelters or they're like in cities that kind of pretty survived. much are designed to, you know, be isolated right. and protected okay. from the BTs. The, um, the visuals of these cities don't change much. Yeah. Each, each one you go to, you may see somewhat of a, somewhat of a broken city in the background, but you don't interact with any of that. You interact with this, this these main uh, fallout shelters in each of the city. I got and, you. And then you, when you're inside that, you interact with a hologram of an individual, which appears to be someone way down in it that's scared to come out, and they interact with you via this hologram. Um, so like, so the game starts, though. This is where I kind of I want just a little more clarity. I think I think you've hit on it. A lot of games we play now have a character creation screen, right? Mm-hmm. And then after you hit that, you kind of go into whatever the game starts into. I, I, in my mind, I know this game is Norman Reedus. That's who you are. Yep. So how do you? How did? How does the game kind of present itself as you kind of either wake up or all of a sudden the screen comes on literally, and you're Norman Reedus? Literally, he is in the process of making a delivery. Norman Reedus in okay. this game. Yeah. To me, this game <laughs> is it. It is. If a mailman yeah. or postman, whatever you call them, wherever you live, yeah. had a seriously bad nightmare of a dream, <laughs> right? Yeah. Woke up and designed this game. That is what this game is. Because Norman Reedus is a mailman. Okay. He is a delivery postal man, worker, a postal man, I mean, whatever the case may be. He carries packages. And really, in all honesty, of all the characters in the game, mm-hmm. he's probably the most basic. And I would say the least interesting of all of them. Like really? he's got, he's got one unique thing to him that it very much explains why he is the one mm-hmm. that is being entrusted to do this. But like from the moment to moment, he is, he's the isolated quiet man, you know, sometimes frustratingly, I kind of do wish like there are times like when you're delivering these packages, he, he talked a little bit more, but you know, so, right. so the game yeah. starts with Norman Reedus <laughs> in the middle of delivering a package and throughout yeah. playing you learn that you're kind of in a post-apocalyptic place. There are bunkers with people yeah. in it, people in it, and there are cities that are kind of isolated. And you kind of learn that as you go on. Like right off the jump, like, you know, you get this idea of what is going on and mm-hmm. you're warned of the dangers in there pretty much right from the first cutscene. Okay. But then afterwards, what makes this post-apocalyptic world unique is really just death itself and the implications of it. And without spoiling, I'll, I'll let you let whoever plays this game discover that themselves. But like, there's like someone dying is a big freaking deal in this world. I got you. Um, so yeah, you know. no spoilers. Um, yeah. because if you're gonna play the game, you you want to discover this on your own. Yeah. 
I don't really think it's a spoiler to kind of explain what the BTs are. Yeah. Um, the you BT- agree? Oh. The, They're looking at each other and they, they want to say things. I don't know. I mean, it, it just depends. Like, I didn't know going in what they were. No. You know, I was like, they're just really weird people that float above and Norman looks at them at a beach and then. And there's some cool music that plays. In so, I, well, let me ask you this. Kajima. Do you think, given a brief understanding of what the baby is, because it, how long has this game been in development? It feels like about three or four years. It's been about three years. Six months. And when we first <laughs> <laughs> when we first started seeing this, that, yeah. was, that was the thing that we go, what the H yeah. is that? I asked, yeah. your, I asked your brother this, too. I said, well, how much of the game so far is like what I saw in the previews? He said, none of it. <laughs> Those early ones are actually a good bit of that early scene is is stuff that you see pretty early on. In the game. Okay, well, like, did, did he, he miss that? But you know, like this is, but it's like classic Ojima, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, there's a lot of things like where when I watch this, like even though it says in a Metal Gear game, I definitely see like I feel like he whatever he did in Metal Gear Solid Five is basically the formula that I think he thinks how he should go forward at least for open world games. Penny. <laughs> He's like, she, she's really choked up about she's this. She's like, don't talk about Kojima like that. Yeah, those BTs. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, so, like, you know, it's the same way where you get that opening prologue where it's kind of confusing. There's a lot of, like, language you don't understand yet. There's a lot of imagery going on, like, without explanation. You're like, what is that? So, so it is very Kojima. Yes. Yeah. And, then, and then it goes into that Kojima sense of, okay... Now for like in, in this game, it's it, their episodes, right? I mm-hmm. think there's like supposed to be total 14 total episodes in the game, right? Okay. They, they range in different sizes, but like he puts you for the next two chapters or episodes of the game in this place where it's primarily most of the time, it's just doing missions and it's learning mechanics and consistently getting new things and, okay. and understanding what those mechanics are. And then... Once he's got out of the way, it's kind of like how Metal Gear is. Now you start to bring in more, more layers. To, yeah, right. start to bring these story elements in and start to twist the things that you've learned about and you thought you understood everything about. I, I had read somewhere, and I told Chris about this, as I was playing in, it's, it's episodic, episode one, episode two, blah, blah, mm. blah. As I was, I would say, midway between uh, episode one and two, I had read somewhere that somebody had said, just make it episode three. That's probably fair too. Things will start to things will start to improve, and I can tell you, by the time I got to episode two, I was was, like, something, something's (laughs) got to change, or I'm done. This, this is wearing me thin. I am, I cannot. I remember talking to you that night, like you were close to the other episode. You're like, I don't know, man. I was, I was (laughs) at this point. I was in episode three. I was like, Nah, man, just, just, just a little further. So I, so I say to anyone out there listening, the same advice: make it episode three before you make it. Just, just stick with it to episode three. Mm -hmm. Start in episode three. If things don't change to a point that it starts to appeal to you, and the story doesn't now start to catch in and make it something you're interested in, then. Hey, hey, turn, yeah, you know, go, go resell it. I, peace out. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I've been thinking about this as you guys have been talking. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you play a game. This is just just a, whatever game. And it's fun throughout. And then it has a great payoff. You still mm-hmm. feel really good about the payoff and the experience. Sure. Um, some may argue that you got to start from nothing to appreciate 
you know, something that happens. that's a great payoff at the end. Yeah. And I don't know if I feel like that's always necessary in a game. Um, do you understand what I'm trying to say? I think like, yeah, but see the difference I would say is what he's kind of saying in this, right. Mm -hmm. Is like, you all act like in most of these games, you are starting off from nowhere. And he's like, no, you're not. No, I'm going to show you what nowhere is. Yeah. Like versus like, even like going back to his last game, Mel gear, you know, as soon as I get out of that prologue and I'm dropped into the actual world map, I might not have every piece of equipment yeah. in the in the snake, you know, library of cool things I could do with snake. Yeah. But I've got a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I've got grenades and I am the most elite soldier on earth as far as anyone is concerned. Right That's now. a fair point. And like from the moment you start, you can take out just about if you know what you're doing in those games, yeah. you can and you work for it. You can go through and get S ranks right away. Whereas not in this with this. Yes. Norman Reedus, Sam Porter, <laughs> Sam Porter, as he's called, he is about as basic of a person. You know, he is not some elite soldier in it. it when you finally there's not a lot of combat, especially early on. Um, but when combat finally comes later on, it's still apparent like the, the, the best he could do is just shoot. Yeah. And the, the problem is, which in the first two episodes that you might call combat. Yeah. You're at a complete disadvantage and you really have no way to defend yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, this is becoming tedious. I'm, 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 and this isn't a spoiler. I'm getting, being hit by these BTs, which are basically invisible. Um, yeah. I can do it, hit a scan when I'm alerted and maybe see them, but otherwise they're invisible. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering packages. I'm getting hit by invisible enemies and I have no way to defend myself against them, but to run. And right. when I run, the ground basically turns to mud and I'm just sludging through trying my hardest to get away. It's, it's very uh, frustrating. It's a very frustrating game in the beginning. I was better avoiding them than Jeff. Yeah. Cause you didn't run. No, I crouched and I held my breath. Yeah, like so the ground didn't turn into mud, obviously. Yeah. yeah. I did get trapped once early on. Yeah. It was, it sucked. I had a couple of times. The, the part that sucks is like with them is you're just booking along like on a motorcycle or something. And then you see the little, the way you know they're there, the thing in your backpack pops out and starts flashing, right? That's how you know there's a BT at least somewhere in the vicinity mm -hmm. around you. Um, that's the part that sucks because you're like, I'm on this motorcycle and I really don't want to get off right now. Well, what's funny but on is the other hand, when you mention the motorcycle, I you, really don't want to get you think, hit by this BT. <laughs> you think, okay, I'm, I'm trekking across this long distance. I run across a motorcycle. Oh, finally, I can move. They're slow too. They're not much faster than you walking. Uh, not you much. The boost when you use boost on there, you can book it. <laughs> when you but use you, boost on there, you can book it. And, and like as soon as you start building those roads, man, I, I love the way they look and feel because you know what it reminds me of. It reminds me in uh, Dark Knight with the the bat, you know, bike that comes out yeah. after he destroys the. Uh, yeah, the, I'm with you. The, Batmobile. I think it's fair. It's that, so cool. <laughs> I think it's fair that we we should say the things like uh, because it's a, a Kojima game. It's very well designed. Yeah, it's a very beautiful game. I never see any loading in the background. Um, it, it's just there. It's beautiful. It's isolated um, to like moments you'd expect it, like when you're going to the private areas and stuff like that. Right. Like when you're actually in the map, it's just see Jeff, a private area. Yeah. <laughs> like, like there's a, there's a private room and you do need to go there periodically. Is that the boom, boom room? 
It's where you take your shower so you can get your poop and pee grenades yeah. and all oh, that. Yeah. Poop Those, and pee grenades? Yeah. It's hilarious. Wait, like yeah. you pee in a grenade to use it. Yeah. And basically. also drink plenty of monster energy while you're there. You take a shower uh-huh. and the fluids are used to make a grenade. Yeah. You can pee and the fluid from that is used to make a grenade. Or you can Poo. you can drop a deuce drop and, a deuce. and get a grenade from that. But one of the that's it's funny you say that because one of the notes I'd put in here was um it's funny the ad placement. Yeah. One one of which was I've really only seen like two, um, a three. I think there's some sunglasses that are some. There's a brand of sunglasses. The real brand? Ride. Yeah. There's Ride from Norman Reedus and then there's Monster. But to be fair, Monster actually gets replaced eventually whenever you um, get to like the point when you make it to that one farm. Red Bull? Really? And you pick up the. Yeah. If like you go to a shelter, you'll start to see time fall. Uh... Well, I, I thought it's funny that in, in a post-apocalyptic world where resources are at a minimal monster made it. we still find a way to manufacture <laughs> monster energy drinks yeah. i mean if if you're a fan of monster energy, energy drinks you get it they're fantastic yeah i right. think it's that's where he's willing to make his concessions is like for one anyone knows could be, he's actually really big on energy drinks yeah post about them all the time but two like i think he's like i have to bring in money where i can so one, like, I feel like with Ride, he's like, well, Norman Reedus gave me his time, so I'll give him an Let's ad. Plug. Monster yeah. Energy Drink, I could understand. It's like, yeah. okay, okay, okay. But then when he's taking a shower and the ride with Norman Reedus mm-hmm. pops up, I was like, yeah. on AMC. I was like, now, how does that even possibly yeah, play into this? It, it's, it's, it's weird. And I'm like, I guess, I don't know if he's just, like, doing a commentary on this, like, where even, like, he's like, look. It's kind of sick how much advertising goes into games. So he's like, I'm just going to make it as blatant as possible where you are like, what the hell? <laughs> I have no idea. I, I mean, know. looking at it, it could be that they presented it like that was a show at one point. Yeah. Before the apocalypse happened, I could see it. But if no, they're like no. promoting it, like go watch it now. Because this is supposed to be like 100 years in the future. from 100 yeah. years? I, I caught that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Actually... Um, not a hundred years well, from now. Yeah, actually, it, it's a hundred years today. Yeah, it'd be right now. Yeah. yeah, so this is definitely an alternate Earth and stuff like that. But whoa, yeah, whoa. But yeah, as far as what he's saying, like as far as besides that graph, those weird advertisements, mm-hmm. um, it is something like where everything you see, you feel like it's been designed specifically on an artistic vision, like from the various character designs themselves, mm-hmm. you know, like for instance, like Guillermo del Toro's in this game. Right. And he doesn't voice the character, but it's clear he chose him for the reason. Cause he looks that part like this, this character dead man. And it, it helps sell. Like you're like this weird dude coming talking about BBs and it's stuff. A- you're like, what the hell? But like, then when you, I'm talking about like when you leave one of these distribution centers and you walk out, and you look into your to the west of you is this wasteland rocky stuff and then you look to the right and you see these beautiful flatlands leading up to this beautiful mountain where snow is blowing off top it's a beautiful visual yeah. and it's wide open with really nothing to get in your way to take in the beauty of of what you're seeing and as like a that. as a mailman that is trying to reunite these different locations across America. It's, it's a very positive game. Yeah. It's very positive because there's no killing. Mm-hmm. You can't kill a person. Yes, you can. You can. True. You can, but you don't want to. 
Yeah. And you're told you don't want to because if you do, something very tragic happens. Very tragic happens. So you, you're promoted not to do any killing Correct. at all. Are um, there other players that you see? Well, see, that's the thing. You don't actually see the other players. That's what I was moving to. Yeah. Okay. Is, well, is I have instead, a natural question, man. You don't see We're good. You don't see actual players. Instead, you see things that they've left behind from equipment to like actual true um structures mm-hmm. that can benefit you to like people putting down like little holograms like you'll see as you're walking around the, uh, one of the more common ones is there's kind of like some mushrooms that look like mario mushrooms that <laughs> people will lay down the ground and the thing is no matter what if it's laid down by a player in this world you can give it likes and likes your yes. attribute points everything is based game. on likes oh you guys are getting your animated now you're getting hyped are based off likes, like yeah. he said. So anything you do, every time you turn in a quest, every time you see something another person had left behind that may benefit you, you can like it. Yeah. Now, in return, same thing. Anything you've left behind or that can help the people, you get likes. He explains in some of the – I don't think Chris read as many of the like interview logs, which is the reading behind the game. That kind of I've been you, catching up on that. It's, it's kind of funny because – Call they, Chris out again. Yeah, right. <laughs> I did put it down for a while because I was like, "There's, there's a ton of yes, them." Yes, this a ton. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, they start to giving you some of the understanding. Like at one point, they say that, uh, "Yeah, well, back in the day, people relied on social networks, and the main driving factor for those, they would post a picture or a video, and other individuals would like it. And in the process of doing so, it was shown that, uh, uh, what's the, uh, uh brain chemical? Um, uh, I can't remember. Anyway, the brain chemicals released that, that uh, endorphins or whatever Some, it makes the, you feel the serotonin, good. right? Ser- no, not serotonin. Somethingtonin. I don't remember. Regardless, keratonin. Um, so in the game, Keratitis. in the Hydrogen game, oxide. in the game, Air. this far in the future, they created a chemical called lycan. I got it. Which I'll we're, see what you did there. Right? I didn't do it. Kojima did yeah. it. But, you <laughs> know. <laughs> Um, Wait a minute, guys. I'm going to BS this to brilliance. Lyson. But it works, right? Yeah, right. So you, you can't kill in the game. You're promoted to do positive things and not only for to leave behind for other, but also, you know, to like the things they've done. In the process of doing this, you're traversing these great landscapes. And the one thing we haven't talked about yet is in traversing these, these grand landscapes is the music that plays. Oh, God. Yeah. Epic. Oh, it's mainly it's, it's mainly it's, was it's it, uh, the band Low Roar, who I'd never really no, heard of before. They kind of remind me a little bit of Radiohead, but maybe a little bit more. I'm a big fan of Bring Me the Horizon, and I think they got a song in the game too. Yeah, and like you, they, you got a free music, music service, Amazon yeah, Music, yeah. whatever. Go, I already got up, it. Go look this the, the Death Stranding soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, dope, right? I just got the so one good. song from Bring Me the Horizon, but but oh, um, so good. Um, It's nice because you'll just be walking down a hill mm -hmm. getting close to your destination and you'll you'll start to hear that music. And every now and then the the camera will pan back while you do that and just let you enjoy it. And, yeah, it feels nice. That's one of the coolest thing about games, man. When they when they when whoever is making a game captures that they give you that visual element, um, but they give you that music on the flip side. You will have times where you're walking and the music's playing and it just cuts off. And all BT of a sudden, action. old BT action starts. You're like, oh, <laughs> son mother. of a nutcracker. Here's my only beef with the music. And I don't know if our experiences have been the same, but it the music, once you've heard a particular song, is collected. When you're in your private room, you can go to the playlist and just listen to those music, that mm-hmm. music, you know. Those musics. Uh, yes. <laughs> but 
But as you're out in the open, uh-huh. you, I don't hear the music anywhere near as much no, as I would like no. to. Yeah, it would be nice if there was a MP3 option, kind of like there was the tape recorder. And, and, uh, what if they gave you a Zoom? Oh, my God. <laughs> in a Sony-produced game, I would laugh. Oh, yeah, that's um, true. That's true. But, like, um, Metal Gear Solid Five had the uh, cassette player you could get, the Sony Walkman, I believe it was. And listen to tunes. Yeah, and listen to stuff. So, um, it would be nice here, but I guess in this world, Steve Jobs died before. Uh, oh, too soon. Oh. Uh, let me ask you guys this about the about the things they leave behind. Mm-hmm. Is that how um like your character I noticed on his backpack when I watched had uh-huh. a ladder like that was gigantic hanging out of his backpack. Stuff, that stuff you fabricate. You, you make time. it. Yeah, and that see this is why you're so encouraged to go out there and do a lot of the side stuff and mm-hmm. go out your way to help whoever you can. As you do this in these different distribution centers and. Uh, and you know knots i think sometimes they're called and then also oh, like garlic the, knots the shelters, are so good cities right? are called knots oh. yeah <laughs> and then also there's like as he said like there's prepper shelters kind of like fallout shelters as you do this their ratings go up mm-hmm. as far as like from one to five stars and as they do that their capacity of how much resource they carry and renew as you make these deliveries goes up drastically so therefore, you have more resource to go out there and build things. I got you for the world. So like for the world, you know, you can come through and do a lot, and that is going to help you out because it's going to build up various links in your abilities, so that eventually you are able to carry more, or you're able to do more likes uh, at once, uh, one part, or you have longer, longer, you know, stamina, things of those nature. So, like, everything as far as you giving back to the world, whether it be a uh, NPC that you're making a delivery for or helping someone else and maybe finishing a project that takes a lot. Like, for instance, the roads, you get so much in return. Like, the first road I finished was right by the very first uh, distribution center in the game. And as soon as I did... I like just started going around. I was making delivery, just doing my thing. And oh, I'm yeah. like, I'm deliver. looking on the screen all of a sudden about every 20 seconds, 20 people just use your road, 80 people just use your road. Like, and I'm just all of a sudden when I finally turned that mission in, right, it updated my ranks. And I think like my bridge rank uh, at that time was like level five. It went to level 20 just because of that road. Okay. So other <laughs> real world players. Yeah come into whatever world you're in, but not really into your world because they're in their own world. Yes. I, does yeah. it, does it ever run out to where you don't have enough stuff to do? No, I think it um, does twofold. I think it randomly generates things in the world for you based in like, I think it does it more based on, you know, what you're doing. But the fact of the matter is, is like, there's so many, you think about it at this point, like say 3 million people bought this game, you know, it can gen generally like, pull from their structures everywhere like someone is going to lay down a ladder across a stream someone is starting the game right now yeah that i got you you know if you go through my area of the game i'm I'm, my guess is as you get closer to the end there's probably going to be less and less that's available because there'll be less and less people that have gotten that far versus like if i went back to the opening area now i would i would assume there's probably a lot of stuff that they could easily draw from for the world 
that's something that's boggled my mind as well, Sean, is how does this social aspect work? I don't I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there's three million people playing. How are they throttling what's interacting with my game and what's not? I put down a ladder, I can leave it there, and thirty minutes later somebody liked my ladder because they In used their world it. there it is. Right. So why if there's three million people, how did, how are they <laughs> Not ladders. What's the algorithm? And, right. Because I'm you know, guessing it probably caps off how many you're connected to at once. And the way it gets away f- from it, right, is this element of time fall. Because time fall over time, guess what it does? Falls. It, falls, des- it, it destroys, destroys anything. <laughs> In this world, like the rain here is called time fall. And if it touches anything that's organic, it breaks it apart. So like so, a ladder you left would be organic and it yeah, would die. It would it dies a lot slower, but like yeah, if you were to leave it there, maybe not in your world, but if they put it in someone else's world, they can probably write a program that says like, hey, after ninety minutes of game time, this is going to disappear unless you like pick it up or repair it or something. Well, I've also tried to figure out, and, and we talked about this one night we were playing, but if you know how does how does the system if I don't know how to ask the question, I'm thinking of, but go ahead, I just drew a blank. You're good. No. Um, look at your notes, buddy. You made them. They look fantastic. No, I was going somewhere and I totally <laughs> forgot my train of thought. Oh. <laughs> um, it's probably fine. Where Jeff, are you come at back now? To you. Yeah, where, where are you guys at in the game? I'm uh, at... So, five? I just finished... Let's see. I'm on six and I think I'm near the end of six. I'm getting near. Which and is I'll be honest. Faster. You guys have been playing the crap out yes. of this game. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's... Those... Chapters two and three, especially three, um, you could spend probably twenty five hours if you want to. Twenty. So if you wanted to, Jesus. you could. You could. How more many so- hours does the game? Does anybody beat it yet? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think they say like if you more just streamline it, it's usually around thirty or so hours. But but I feel like you miss out so, a lot if you do that. Yeah, right? I think so too. You're missing out the point. Okay, so I, I remember what I was going to say. Yeah, great. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Is I wonder if the game is giving me participation based on my participation. I think so. I think the, the more, more I like people's stuff, the more I leave stuff behind, the mm. more it says, okay, you're going to have stuff left behind. This guy you. gets it. Let's well, give him a, yeah. I think it's Bridge Link or, or Miscellaneous, one of those two, where it basically tells you as you hit the higher levels, it, it, it tells you you will receive more likes. So the higher your guy is. You know, like if I give you just one like, maybe if you're a higher level, you're getting 20 likes off of that, right? Versus Sean starts day one, he's just getting one like, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's the one like he ever got because he's going to Because then this I game. go, this game sucks. Yeah. But um, kind of getting to the negatives for me, I think the biggest one that's been disappointing, and it sucks because I really love the art design around them, it has been... There's not a ton of boss fights in this game, um, but when they come, they're very simplistic. And for so you, you want know, a more complex boss fight, even after well, no, I mean, this? like to me, like when you do think of like mm-hmm. Mel Gear, right? Mel Gear has oh, some yeah, they, amazing boss fights in its series. So like that is something that's up Kojima's alley. And like here, this latest one I did that um, I don't think you've gone to yet. I basically would just go into the it it happens right by shelter so i just kept going back in the shelter and waiting for the enemy to basically reveal himself and then i'd take out my gun and go and then like he'd get ready to do his attack and then i'd back into the shelter if i ran out of ammo i would go literally over next to 
my um, thing and craft another gun. So now I'm good. I don't have to worry about resource or anything else going on here. I'm just doing you what just I need. You just exploited to- the situation, Chris. Exactly. Like, but it wasn't that hard to do. You know, even like the very first boss fight, and Jeff, I know you've done this one. Like, it's literally climbing, turning around, and tossing something, and then running to another place, waiting for the thing to surface, and tossing again. And like, you just keep repeating that. And like, to me, it just sucks because I know if he wants to, he can make, you know, really great boss fights, but. I don't know if this was like, maybe that's where the consideration was like, look, I want to get this out. I don't want it to sit here for years. So as long as it or maybe, works, maybe it's it, good. Yeah. That's all that matters. Or maybe he goes, that's not the point. Yes. Yeah. I get that. Like, and I, I did take that into consideration. Yeah. This is not Mel Gear. Um, and it's, you have to remember that, but you know, I, I am interested to see how the final boss fights are going to be, you know, cause yeah. I'm sure there's going to be a big one. I mean, like, I don't know if the one, from episode four is considered a boss fight. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, the ones different. You said there's like 14 episodes, something like yeah, that. Yeah. And from my understanding, it's like 70 total main missions in the game. I think it's um, like you, you would hear us say we're on episode five and think, oh, wow, you haven't even played through half, half of the game. But the fact of the matter is it's like episode four took 10 minutes to play. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think all there may be 14, but they're not all like episode one, two and three. That took me. It's 70 main missions. It's 70 main missions from what I've gathered. And I'm on chapter six, right? And I'm about to be on mission 50, I think. So obviously, if there's a bunch of chapters coming, you know, even though they might be there, it might. I wouldn't be surprised knowing Kojima that a chapter is actually just a cutscene. You know, I could easily see that being the case here. Um, Just knowing how he is. But um, yeah, I think in summary... I, I agree. This game is not for everyone. And I totally get it. Like, it's not fun those first couple of hours, especially. And it's not going to drastically change from what it is. But if you like, if you like systems where, you know, you, you like to build something up, like in society, like I really love Assassin's Creed 2 because it was one of the first games I ever played where it was like, ooh, I got a villa. Yeah, man. I wonder if I invest in this villa, I get. I can get better gear and I can get more money and I can, you know, do all these other things. So I started doing all that or like then later on Stardew Valley games like that, where I'm like, oh, man, if I get these kind of crops, it's going to help town. And, would, would you call this yeah. a resource management game? There, It's definitely a lot of it. I mean, especially just from the fact that until you get things like the power legs and all that, it literally is because you have to think about how much can I carry easily without toppling over every five seconds because the, the you literally is, topple. Yeah, you will. Oh, God. You will. <laughs> yeah. I read something when I first started playing that it said it was a, a brief summary. When I was looking into, I even want to play this. Somebody said this game is a walking simulator Oh, because you, you're a postman. You're going from point A to point B. Yeah. You're carrying a load depending upon how heavy a load you want to carry before you release some of that. So you carry the load, right? And and you're balancing left to right. Yeah. And it's it's 20, 30 minutes. I've had some seriously long hikes where you're oh, balancing God. left to right. And it's just God, I'm tired of balancing. I just want to get there. Mm-hmm. You know. Um I think there's several people that if they're anything like me, and even me, if you told me this up front, that this is a resource management game. Yeah. Say I'm out. Uh, yeah, I'm, I got I'm, nothing my, to do for that. <laughs> right. That would have been my opinion. 
But that's just one part of it, right? Sure. Because there are parts of like, there's where I was the other day. It I was in the mountains. Finally got to that part of the game, and I'm putting this scenario where I'm at the mountains, and it's like, okay, things did not go how we expected them to go as, as <laughs> things, a story. Yeah. And now it's like, well, you gotta go back to this person, like right. You're like, oh my god, backtrack. You know, normally this is a deadly thing. And I'm like, I could go the way I came, which would take probably a good while because I at least would have to get to an area where I could get a vehicle or fast travel easily. And then I would be able to move on from there. Instead, I turned and I looked at the mountain <laughs> you and I said, you know what? I wonder if I can go over this. And sure enough, I just started hiking and there were BTs and apparently there's snowfall instead of just time fall. And it was crazy. And I got to the very top, finally got past those BTs. And I looked down, I got this beautiful thing in the valley. And I went down and I finally got to civilization. I was like, okay, that was epic. And then I went and got to the place I needed to. And I had to go back to where I just came. And I said, okay, now we're going to take phase two of this. And I go and I craft myself a motorcycle. And I said, let's see if I can drive this freaking motorcycle up this mountain. Because I've kind of gone through, I've kind of realized it's a lot of smooth terrain and where the snow is, right? It's not rocky like some of these are areas, so it's a big pain. And sure enough, I start driving up. And as I it's go, working. I'm going up this mountain. I'm boosting up. And all of a sudden, low uh, low roar comes on. I'm like, oh, my God. This is this is why I love this game right here. It's just like it's when it clicks and things that you plan work out, they are rewarding. You feel good about and it. Yeah. You know, that's a very rare thing in games. I feel like a lot of times you're just like, I'm good at this. And this is what know, I'll do. Yeah. You know, like that's why I like Dark Souls and, and Sekiro and all those games is that. They are rewarding. And this game here gave me that. And I was very surprised. If you told me that on hour three or four that that was going to be the case, I probably would have said you're a liar. I can't believe. You're like, oh, my God. But this game, to me, delivered in that way. And it's very unique. It's like, look, it's not about action. It's not about being a superhero. It's not about being appeased at every five minutes. But if you give it time and you invest in what you're doing and you're willing to explore, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of cool things to find, including an otter hat that lets you swim across water. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I can't believe you brought Sekiro into this. The game has a lot going for it. A lot of really good things going for it. You got some negatives, though? Um, I think we've kind of talked about it. Okay, I, th- I thought you were leading no, into that. No, so it's, it's got a time? lot going for it. Um, I think you got to give Kojima a lot of credit for, for going outside the box, trying to make a game that's I never very- go outside the box. <laughs> What? Stay straight in. <laughs> also, I want to say one thing. Um, there was one review I read that pissed me off. And it was this idea. I think this is the cheapest thing. Someone was like, you know, being critical of this game. It's like, this just shows where Konami <laughs> controlled Kojima and kept the, you know, the insanity in check to make something great. And I'm, I'm personally in the view of like, where is the proof of that? I was like, if you said that for Nintendo... I would believe you because Nintendo is a great game developer, right? Konami, all their series have gone to hell. <laughs> you know, in the time since Kojima has left, the only major non-soccer game they've put out is a game based off of his series. And it got, you know, bombed. Metal Gear Survive. Yeah. I was like, this dude, everyone said, oh, he takes forever. Made this game in three years with a system that was already in there. Didn't have to build a new system. And for the most part, the game plays great. 
I was like, you could make a case. Yeah, there's weird stuff. But I'm like, there's been weird stuff in every Kojima game I've ever played. Like within the opening scene of of Metal Gear Solid Five, there was a flaming whale Bro, going across the sky. You know, you wake up and you have a horn in your head, right? In <laughs> a know? hospital bed, like so, really. So to me, like when I hear that kind of criticism lobbied, I'm like. Ah, that's just lazy. I was like, yeah. judge, judge the game on its merits. If you don't like the way it's pl- it's playing, fine. But I'm like, you know, I'm not here to take shots at Konami. They're their own company. They can do whatever they want. But I'm like, Konami has not shown something that they're like Ubisoft or, you know, CD Projekt Red. Take whoever you want to talk about. You know, l- l- let's be realistic here of what they are. I got you. you. Know? I'm um, glad you got that off your chest, man. Yeah, I had to get that. Uh, that <laughs> pissed me off when i read it i was like how is this even accurate yeah I, w- I just wanted to say that there's a lot going for the game um it's it is in in these avenues it is a really good game it is not a game for everybody and those that it's not a game for they're probably going to play this and go this game is garbage yeah okay so i mean it's it's really hard um to re- i think for anybody to review this game you just did a fantastic job thank you mm-hmm. I'll get you a Christmas present this year. <laughs> I made the list. Um, yeah. So, what would you? Yeah. Are you going to give a score? You're saying not. It, he has to. Well, I'm. I'm. I mean, I will give it one. You don't come on this. Too early. You do not come on this. If you say six point eight, I'm coming across this. If game. you go through this whole thing about well, what is the scale in your mini, mini? No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. I kind of wish you would. What would you give it? It's fine. Is, is it that Tom? It is that. Tom. I think it's officially like one oh. Eight on the hour times. Yeah, but that flew by. I was really yeah. enthralled in what you guys were saying. There you go. Now you're going to try. I kind of want to play Destiny. You're try it. Then you're going to go like, hate it. They said go to three. Just make it to three, bro. It's been 10 hours. <laughs> F and BTs. Okay. So anyway, um, I, I think this game is deserving of about an uh, about Ooh, whoa. Point four. Whoa. He goes straight into it, huh? That's game of the year for Jeff. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 definitely it's definitely for those that want to play this game. It, it's 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 a good game. What keeps me enthralled and keeps me moving forward there. This is what it boiled down for me. I want to throw this out there. I want to ask Chris a question. Sure. Shoot. When I ask this question, it's going to sound like a, a, a yes or no negative question. Are you having fun playing this game? Yes. Okay. He means that. Yeah. I mean, maybe not early on. And I've I've kind of laid that out. Like, I think it was meant to be but once i got into it and i understood i mean you know me i'm the guy who like loves dramas and stuff like that so to me and musicals yeah like certain (laughs) things that might not be fun to everyone are very fun to me but you know of course i can also relate to you know i really want to play star wars too because of dark souls yeah right just saying i Uh, learned that the hard way there is yeah there are some dark souls elements (laughs) in the game we'll get to that next week i cannot say that i'm having fun playing this game i know but there's so much good. So, how, Jeff, how do you give it an 8.4, which is a pretty good score, if you're not even having fun playing it? Because there's so much that is going right for it. And the story has me so, um, in, is enthralled the right word to use? Yeah. Um, Captivated, interested. Ca- yes, all of, all of those. Um, I where you're at right now. Every is- time I hit a point where I'm going, okay, this is getting monotonous and and. I'm ready to play Star Wars. It throws me a bone and I go, okay. I So now I'm at the point where I got to see where this story goes. It's got the good stuff going for it. The story is so interesting that I've got to know where this goes. Yeah. If it's sure. an art piece that at the end just doesn't give me much of an ending, 
I'm going to throw the game in the road, and you know I keep my games. Dude, we finished inside, and there was a nut sack, okay? <laughs> I think it's very interesting. <laughs> That's the best part of that game, too. You just go around <laughs> killing people with your nut sack. I, I can normally care less what other people rate a game, because uh-huh. yeah, I want to yeah. give it what I think it's worth. Uh, yeah. You know what's but funny? What was it? That's like the Metacritic average, I think. Is it like 84? A, yeah, 8.4. <laughs> uh, well, what I looked at. Old Metacritic was Sanders. The, the user score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's. I don't ever pay attention. The user score being a 5.8. Yeah. Out of 10. Well, this guy reviewed Bomb. And, and I hate. That's the one thing I hate about user scores because you get the people like it's 1201, right? And of the are, day release. One. One out of 10. The worst game ever. Like. Dude, it's been a minute. Yeah, this game takes sixty hours. Yeah. How does that work? <laughs> yeah, so you got to take everything with a grain of salt. I, I, made an, I made a note that you're going to see a lot of copies of this game in the used bin. Probably so, because I, agree. I think there's going to be a lot of people like my brother, like me, who, if I played it, like you, who would play the game and thirty minutes and maybe even two nights into it, go, man, no, uh, no, I'm I'm not yeah. wasting my time on this when I can be playing this. Yeah, you know. It's it's definitely for the dedicated. That's all yeah. I can really tell you to that type of game. But mm. man, that's so hard for somebody like me to digest because the time I got to play a game on a daily or nightly basis, like I just want to, I want to immediately pop it in and have fun. Right. Yeah. So, and I said, I said, like you've got to make that decision. Right. Like if that's a requirement, yeah, this isn't going to be the game for you. And I totally respect that. Like, there's nothing wrong with someone yeah. having that requirement of games like but look, you guys kind of made me want to play it yeah <laughs> hate yeah. you guys <laughs> um personally i'm gonna give this i've gone back and forth all day but i right now i'm at a nine i think um okay you know i i would say mel gear solid five was like a 9.5 to 10 that range i don't think it's quite up that high as something polished but i to me it's just clear that kojima really wanted to prove to himself i think that he could finally come out and do something really different than anything he's ever done. He's like, I've True. done, I've done this superhero game. I've done this game where you're the BA and taking it from just the most basic concepts back in the eighties to then nineties. And, you know, and then finally to the perfection <laughs> levels, as far as I'm concerned, you know, for, for Metal Gear Solid five. Now it's like, I want to do something that's different. That's just artistic where people, aren't going to give a crap if I decide to do a 20 minute cutscene, which I haven't come to that point, but I'm, I feel like it's coming. <laughs> um, and there are long ones though in there and, yeah, and are. try to tell something that is just unique out there. And I will say this is probably the most unique triple a game I've played in a while. I mean, there's, uh, Fair while. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say though, at the same time, I hope this is a closed story. I don't need to stay in this world, like unlike Metal Gear, where you're like, oh, that's cool. I want to see how that tied to this. Yeah. You want to know more. I'm ready to be like, this was a project I want to do just to challenge myself. And then maybe now he can go and say, okay, he's going to make movies now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Right. (laughs) Now let me go make a Kung Fu game or something. Right. Because he could totally do that. Um, You know, that'd be awesome. So, you know, I, 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 I've enjoyed my time. Um, totally understand if it's not for everyone. Uh, I don't think this is going to be the game. If you hate Kojima, like John, uh, that's going to win him over, you know? Right. But this week, you know, for those who like this kind of thing, that like artistic stuff, I guess is the best way. And you like what the vision he's putting forward. I think you're going to enjoy this game a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. We've talked about this for a good while. So, uh, 
Let's uh let's head to the news. Okay, guys? I'm cool Sounds with good. that, bro. Cool. All off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! Thanks, Jeff. You you did great, and you you really did bring a, a, a excellent point of view to that review you just did. Thank you. I got this on TV. Oh yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. It's an Adobe. Are you going to move it to make sure the other thing's going? Or are we good? Uh, I don't really have a choice. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> uh, first up on news this week, Bethesda forms a new studio. Bethesda Softworks has opened Roundhouse Studios in Madison, Wisconsin. I thought at first it said Roadhouse. I did too at first. <laughs> the team compromises of members of the original team that developed the 2000s. Um, what happened? You said compromises. I sure did. The team <laughs> comprises of members of the original team that developed the 2006 Prey. Ooh. According to Chris Reinhardt of Roadhouse Studios, quote, Sadly, we had to wind down the business of Human Head Studios and close its doors, uh, which was particularly devastating due to the passion and creativity right. of the team we'd assembled. It's fine, Chris. People love hearing noises like that on podcasts through their headphones. Um, we reached out to our friends at Bethesda for help, and they saw that same creativity and passion in our team. With the formation of Roundhouse Studios, Bethesda offered every employee of Human Head a position at the new company. We are excited Man. that our team will remain together. Pursuing the work we love as part of a company we already know and admire. And that's the end mm. of the quote. The new team will be working on as yet unannounced projects at Bethesda. And hopefully um, whatever they release is good for Bethesda. Yeah, right. You know, they, they need some good stuff. They're, but, they're, they're not trending well right now. <laughs> no. But, you know, for all the crap they get, this this is nice to read, right? Like, Because that doesn't happen every day. Like, you buy out a studio. They could have easily just shired it and said, hey, guys, thank you. Yeah. Here's your severance. You know, we appreciate you. Man. Yeah, yeah. But instead, like finding a way to say, oh, hey, there's talent here. Let's just keep these guys and see if we can get them in the right direction. What's the 2006 Prey? That was the original Prey. That was the one where you play as a Native so, American that got and beamed the up we into just space. Got, and okay. It was really weird. It was Never cool, though. It. Was, I, I thought the Prey we got was the OG Prey. Mm, no. Completely wrong on that. You are wrong. And I'm on a I podcast the OG, about video games. I played the OG you know what? Prey. I think I remember you saying that. Yeah. Now. And it's cool, like, you would go through these areas where it'd do this cool gravity stuff, kind of pre-portal, like, where you'd go through and all of a sudden it would spin game. and flip you. And you'd be like, whoa, and then you'd land on the other side, but up would now be down. I said I hate that game, and you may have heard me. You should have seen the look Jeff gave me. Jeff is the one who introduced me to the, uh, what's the what's the, the game? With if you the can't handle Team Portal. Fortress. No, it had Half-Life, uh, Team oh, Fortress, uh, Portal. Orange Box. Yes. The Orange Box, yeah. Orange backs, portal. Orange backs, classic. <laughs> Slappy so hard. Mark Wahlberg is in talks to play Sully. See, because he's doing Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, it's right a bad now. Mark Wahlberg. It's fine. Just keep doing it. I just think of Andy Samberg. Hey, goat. What's going on with you? Cool. You're a goat. What's that about? Oh my god. Say hi to your mother for me. Uh, Mark Wahlberg is in the final stages of negotiations to possibly take on the role of Sully for the upcoming Uncharted movie. With Sony turning the project into an origin story, Mark Wahlberg was still interested in playing some role in the film in some capacity. As most know, Sully is the father, ah, far, father figure. Man, I struggle on that one. That's all good. To Nathan man. Drake in the Uncharted series. I don't <clears throat> get this this is very weird for me yeah am i stupid to not know they were doing an uncharted movie yeah i mean if you listen to our show we've only talked about it before 74 times spider-man's playing them yeah 
old Tom Holland. Do you know who Spider-Man is? Yeah. See, Jeff, Tom yeah. Holland yeah. is British. Single-handedly brought Spider-Man back to the MCU. I mean, I guess this is Hollywood. That's what it feels like is someone going like, oh, well, let me do this instead, right? And Dude. going like, yeah, well, it's Mark Wahlberg that I'll draw in. If he plays Sully, I don't think the movie's going to be a success. I don't mean to take a what shot at had that. a mustache? No, I don't, and I don't mean that Mark Wahlberg is a bad actor, and, and some people will laugh or debate me on that. I'm not implying that at all, even though I may have my I thoughts. No. Um, but do you, if you played the games and you know the character that is Sully, yeah. How does what anything Mark Wahlberg plays equate to what Sully is in the game? I'm a Wahlberg exactly. fan, but yeah. I cannot see it him. It doesn't fit right, right. There's like a ton of people. Like, I think if he was younger, the dream would be Robert De Niro because Robert De Niro really looks like Sully in a lot of ways, right? You know? You mean the guy that got his head blasted off in Joker? Yes. Spoilers. Yeah. Wow. It's been a while. But um, that's the biggest spoiler I've ever heard you draw. Right? Ever. That's so wrong. That's wow. so wrong. Woo! Feels good though, not guys. Even like a month and a half. Yes, old. it is. It's so old. It came out in October. <laughs> but like he was on the roof the whole time. Like I'm thinking, of people just now who are a younger age that I'd be like, ah, oh. oh, that would be a better thing. Like <clears throat> Michael Roker, I could see, and it would be cool. Um. Tom Hanks would be cool in that position. I do see a Tom Hanks. I can see He's that. being a seller. I can yeah, see that. yeah, like someone like that. But Mark Wahlberg just doesn't. Mm-mm. It doesn't. How do you even take Will Ferrell over Mark Wahlberg if we're gonna go or John? Uh, Sully doesn't not have John muscles. Cena. I was on, I was about to say John Cena, but um, dang it, uh, John John C. Riley. This is gonna be out there. I can see that. Um, John C. Riley, maybe. So, do you remember the show that Mikey used to like that had that song "California" on it? <laughs> The OC. So there was a character named Caleb from the OC. <laughs> he, I think he would be a good Sully. I've seen, seen him act in other things, and I'm like, he could. Now I gotta look up <laughs> Robert Patterson. <laughs> no, Sully. no, he's Batman. No, it, the, the character. He's an older. He was. He played the father of one of the families on the OC, and he was. His name was Caleb. It just kids is. <laughs> it's just everything in my mind. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> hey Nate, how's it going? Did you find yourself some loot? I could see Mark War- okay. Wahlberg playing his brother. Or or even like if, it, if like, you know, because of the fact his original parents are missing, like the idea of him being Nathan Drake's Wait, father. That'd Drake, be fine. Drake's parents are missing, bro? Yeah. Or actually the one that everyone wanted to play <laughs> Nathan Drake originally when the game came out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, dude plays Fillion? Castle. Play yes, the- yes. Yeah. Nate, Nathan Fillion. I could see he would be perfect for Sully right now. He actually would. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be so much better than this. And something against, I'm with you. It's like, it's not so much against Mark Wahlberg as it is. You're like, when you know the character, it felt like they, they consistently do this when they make video game movies. They're, they're more concerned. The studios are just more concerned about the things that their analytics telling them instead of like someone from Sony stand, or I should say from uh Naughty Dog standing up and going like, whoa, that's not Bro, that's, really what this character is. Right. Yeah. I, I agree wholeheartedly, sir. Yeah. Um, whoa. That's you. <laughs> yeah, this is me. PlayStation five controller news. <laughs> a new patent has revealed a new design for the controller whoa. for PS five, bro. Uh, the design, the design is largely identical to PS four, which is a good thing in my opinion. Shocker. Uh, controller, but has some notable alterations. 
The body is slightly larger. It comes with age, okay? Mm -hmm. Uh, With grips that resemble the shape of Xbox controller. My grips resemble my grips. Xbox. My lovely Xbox grips. Mm -hmm. Uh, The light bar has been. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, no. The light bar has been removed and a USB-C port added. So there's a piece of good news there, mm-hmm. USB-C. Chris thinks there's another piece of good news that the light bar is removed. I hate I don't like bar. it because when you play Star Wars and you select your, your color of your lightsaber, you're going to see how cool it is to have a light bar that is the color of your lightsaber, Chris. I'm playing on PC. I like the light stories. bar. I do, too. I think it's a nice touch. I don't I do like too. I don't like the fact that you can't turn off because some games that don't make use of it, it's just like there. And I'm like, they all make use of it, Chris. Um, And then I... I I also think it probably drains the battery, which I don't know if anyone's noticed this. When it comes to battery life this generation, who's the worst? It's not PlayStation. Oh, it is. They average about 8 to 10 I'm hours. not done, Chris. The <laughs> triggers also appear to be a little bigger, which is good. Um, overall, um, there appear to be mainly quality of life improvements. Many, to- I think is what you meant to say. Possibly, but the news team is really struggling on the Senate, so I'm just going to read it as I perceive it. Um, so there's basically improvements to a controller that many feel is the best controller ever designed. Mm-hmm. I am one of those people who feel like that's the best controller ever. Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. Always PlayStation um, controllers is amazing. It feels perfect in my hands. So yeah. you got little hands. No, I don't. They're average. And I've got one hands. finger that's a little crooked, okay? Jeff came and played with his PlayStation <laughs> well, Did you to listen get... to the show when John finally realized my pointer finger was broken as yes. a child? Yes. And I he... loved it. <laughs> it's fantastic. But, yeah, I, I, I'm i really excited that a lot of people are moving. Um, and it started with uh, the Pro Controller for, uh, for Switch. Yeah. Everyone's moving to USB-C port. And I like that because those do not break very easily. The I agree. Day. It's kind of like the lightning port. It takes a lot for that to go down over time yeah. um, versus the micro USB, which I am is not terrible. a fan of. Uh, yeah, that thing falls apart so quickly. Numerous devices. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you know why I'm a fan of, Jeff? Oh, we just talked about this, huh? I kind can't of. believe I'm about to say this. New Half-Life! <laughs> Isn't this good news for you guys? Oh, God, yes. Except for the fact that it's on... A Steam VR thing. Uh, Valve has officially confirmed the existence of Half-Life uh, Alex, a brand new game for VR. According to Valve Software's new Twitter account, a full reveal is scheduled for this Thursday, November 21st. Well, that's tomorrow. Yeah, at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The tweet reads, quote, we are excited to unveil Half-Life Alex, our flagship VR game, this Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Can't wait to share this with you all. This will be the first official Half-Life game for Valve since Half-Life 2 Episode 2 was released in, dear God, <laughs> 2007. And, you know, the sad part is we never got a third episode. Like, they left you on a cliffhanger of that episode, yep. and they never resolved it. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I feel like the newer generation of gamers are going, what is Half-Life? Possibly, but they have dads and friends yeah. that are filling in. That's I know you'll most- let your kid know about Half-Life yeah. if you can. Yeah. I still, I still got the box that the original <laughs> game come in on CD. The two most, I think the mistake people make is they say from the 2000s, the most important uh, first person shooter is is Call of Duty, mm-hmm. right? The two, it's a tie. It, it's Half-Life and it's Halo. Those are the two most important ones. You know, I don't, Call of Duty kind of iterated on that. Um, you can iterate guys, on Oh, never mind. I will. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. It's cool they're making. The only part that's got me a little worried is they are promoting it with their new Steam VR thing, which I believe is their headset. 
I'm part of me thinks they wouldn't be dumb enough to take something like this and completely isolate it forever from things like Oculus and, uh, you know, um, we don't HTV's, know, HTV or HTC vibe because like, you know, no offense to steam. You're coming in kind of late here. And if I've already spent $400 on a yeah. VR headset, you better have something amazing. If you expect me and to you, buy, you and know, for not, sure. Half-life is not going to be as much as I like half-life, you know, the idea of like, hey, we made a three three hour Half Life game, VR game. You know, that's not going to do it for me. You sure it's an exclusive to the Steam VR thing? I mean, they're promoting it, so I would imagine coming out maybe eventually. But what if it yeah. comes to a platform we already have? What if it you comes to like PSVR? No, nah, I don't see that. I'm just saying, what if it does? Are you going to play it? Yeah, I'll play it. Yeah. I just, I'm just concerned if it'll be you know the follow up I've been waiting for. Sure, you know. Is it all these years waiting for a, another Half-Life and it's coming to VR as much as I love VR? Is that really the platform I want to play? It's been like half your life. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they just want to throw so that. Sad. They just want you to see that big alien jump on your head. Whoa. From a spoilers. Can I talk? <laughs> I just realized I was 24 when Half-Life 2 episode 2 came out. If you do math, you know how old Chris is now. Just saying. That makes me sad. <laughs> so sad. 2007. It's It's... It's crazy. To me, it doesn't sound like that long ago until you do the math and they go, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. 2007 was. It was okay. Before, yeah. 2007 was before I lived with Mikey. 2007. Or no, that might have been when I started living with Mikey. Never mind. I think about football and Alabama was not good in 2007. <laughs> that's the year. What? That's a year before Saban no, he, showed up? That was his first year as coach and we went like seven and yeah. five, seven and six, whatever it was. Yeah. Lost to Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. Lost to some pretty not good teams. Yeah. Um, Google Stadia adds more launch games. Um, there are 10 more launch games added, and uh, Google Stadia has also revealed that Samurai Showdown will be available for free for Stadia Pro members alongside Destiny 2 The Collection. Yeah. Um, this confirms my early commitment to the platform, as I'm sure I will now be purchasing day one. Huh? I had to say that because John wrote Sean and whatnot. Um, I- I'm really devastated at myself for dragging my feet and not buying the uh, Founders Edition. So I don't know how this is going to work out for are me. You, are you going to play Attach on Titan? Yeah. It's called oh, Attach it, on Titan. Uh, uh, yeah, the news team, fantastic. Attack on Titan Final Battle 2 is added. Uh, uh, actually, a pretty big game in a little niche market. Uh, Farming Simulator 2019. Metro Exodus, which... Uh, I can play that on Games Pass. I've got it on Games yeah, Pass. Yeah, we cover on this fine podcast. Uh, Kine, Rage 2. I can also play that on Games Pass. Thumper. Trials Rising, hey. a fantastic game, Wolfenstein Youngblood. Nine! Nine. Uh, NBA 2K20. Who would play that? Uh, <laughs> football Manager, Final Fantasy 15, and Grid 2019. Hey, there we go. I think that's good that they're adding titles like an NBA or what have you. They need to have those kind of games on that thing for seems. Them. It seems like they did a whole overhaul on that. I see games. what you did. Immediate pivot, Jeff. That's what just happened. I see it. I see it forming. <laughs> uh, EA is overhauling Anthem. This is good. Bioware is allegedly playing on a major overhaul that will completely reconfigure and major gameplay components of the game. Kotaku is reporting Bioware is calling this project Anthem 2.0 or Anthem Next. The key takeaways are that EA is not giving up on Anthem and are working on content that will breathe new life. Final Fantasy XIV has had much 
success with this type of strategy. I'm standing mm. in, in GameStop the other day and, and as I'm buying Star Wars and a guy started talking about Anthem and he said, yeah, so you hear they're doing an overhaul on Anthem. And I look at him and I go, it's too late. Yeah. He goes, yeah, you're probably right. I, I don't know. John, John has said, this is kind of scary that I feel like John's from the future all of a sudden. Hmm. Because he said in order for this game to get any more traction or do anything, you've heard, he sat right there and he said they're going to have to do almost like a re-release grand opening type thing of the game. And this is exactly what it appears that they're doing. I, think I personally don't think there's anything they can do to this game. Yeah. That's going to revive it. They're going to have to make a to new game. They're going to have to Anthem 2 or, or something. Well, but the, the kicker is the problems, right? Like if they do this Anthem 2.0 and it's a free update, then they have to figure out a way to get money off of people. And the fact of the matter is they've betrayed so much trust with this game and how it's been mismanaged. No one is going to want to pay money for more content. Like they are going to have to give a lot of content you, away for free just to even begin to entice correct. people. You you give me a you give it to me totally free. Yeah. Update with new content. I might might come yeah. back and check it out. But in any way you charge me any piece, I'm not even looking at it. But I think the big thing is like someone pointing this out, like we had a little bit of back and forth on the Discord, and I was reading articles on this, getting trying to get different perspectives and, and things like that. And one of the guys made a great point. It's like when you go on Twitch right now and you pull this up uh, and you search Anthem, about on average streaming the game worldwide is seven people. That's how many people are watching a stream of Anthem. Seven. That's terrible for sure. It is terrible. That tells you just how dead this franchise is in the public eyes. Like they just don't care because they're not attached to it. They've they've moved on. Do you stick with you any know? further development in the game strictly trying to because you invested so much in it that you got to get everything you can to to recoup some of that? Or do you think they truly think that this is going to go somewhere. They'd have to make it free to play. I think they have to do that. And I know they're giving it, from what I'm reading, they are giving it off to the Bioware Austin studio. So I guess that that studio is 100% committed because they did do Old Republic stuff and they did kind of save that. So that might be why they're turning to them in this. I just don't, I don't know. I don't think this is going to have some big, like, I, I definitely don't think this is going to be, you know, Final Fantasy 14, where there was a huge campaign. And again, you had a game that averaged like five, six million players, right, for a number of years. And therefore, they were invested in the success of Final Fantasy. Not 14, though. 14 came out and it was the first succession to 11, which was a massive. Exactly. MMO. Is that what you were talking about? Yeah, I'm yeah. saying like when 14 came out and failed, that first release of it. Yeah. Everyone was investing because one, it's Final Fantasy. It's a series that's been around it's forever. But yeah. then on top of that, it was the sequel to Final Fantasy Eleven in terms of play for those MMO guys. It would be like if WoW released WoW two, <laughs> and it sucked when it released. Guess what? There's twenty something million people around the world that would be invested in WoW two being yeah. saved. Same when Diablo three came out and it sucked the first couple of months because of balance issues or even rainbow six and things like that. Those people have big player bases that were built for a very long time. So it makes sense now that, you know, when they don't do so well at launch that people will kind of float around. And if you just offer them deals to get in, 
and they hear good buzz, they're, they're willing to give it a shot. But Anthem, no one's had good buzz on this game forever. And it's almost a year now since it's released. So, you know. Has it been only I, almost a year? I mean, February of last year was when it wow. came out. So, you know. <clears throat> I remember my first throw box. I just cannot see it. I, I cannot see it to save my <clears throat> life. And in a world with so many competitors. Exactly. That's the problem. It's like there's destiny. People are just going to go play Destiny 2. Sean's playing Destiny yeah, 2. I'm back Borderlands. There. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah, to a lesser extent, but yeah. I mean, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Borderlands. Uh, but, you know, in a world of Battle Royales, we're seeing ah! our next story about how another game's going to try to fit in, and they might just do it. Um, Battle Royale for Modern Warfare, thanks to a data miner from the COD subreddit. That's me. Um, <laughs> we now have some information on a possible Battle Royale mode with cheese from uh, for Modern Warfare. This is good news for those who are huge, huge fans of last year's blackout mode. The leak lists a lot of new features, including a massive new map and an increased player count and should be due out in early 2020. Hmm. This could point to a new strategy of holiday release for baseline COD with early battle royale following the year to give sales a new bump. Makes sense. That makes sense. And that's completely anecdotal from our news team. We don't know. Um, if that's exactly what they're trying to do, but we shall see in the future. I wonder if it'll be free. I hope so. You would think so. A yeah. free update. Yeah. I know that. I mean, I'll, I have to imagine because I know Modern Warfare has those bigger maps. And I know with regular playing mode, some people have been critical. Like they say, this could be better. But I would imagine for, you know, obviously for a, a Battle Royale, that's a good thing, right? Maybe. You want a big map that people can start on the outside and slowly work towards the middle yeah oh yeah i guess man this i don't have me. anything else to say so let's just Let reveal me... the, let's reveal the next news piece speaking of reveals <laughs> uh here are the game reveals from x19 that's xo19 i guess if you want to say it complete rare has revealed the new game everwild the studio premiered a new trailer with very little details to go along with it the team says the game is focused on building an experience that allows for new ways to play in the natural and magical world. That sounds fun. Next up, Relic finally showed off the first footage of Age of Empires 4, a game first teased over two years ago. The game will take place during the medieval era and has confirmed that Mongols and the English will be in the game. Additionally, Microsoft has announced it's formed a new studio, World's Edge, that will be dedicated to the franchise's development going forward. Rumors say that Microsoft is targeting a 2021 release date. Uh, and finally here, Obsidian announced a new co-op survival game called Grounded that will be playable early next year. Uh, it is a new take on this survival genre where you've been shrunk down to the size of an ant and must gather, craft, and build bases in a suburban backyard environment. Could be interesting. Yeah, it's really kind of very um, Splatoon-ish, right? It's cartoony. Is it really? I yeah. didn't see it. Yeah. Uh, it would have to be when you're talking about <clears throat> being struck down or whatever. Are they going to call it Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? <laughs> right. <clears throat> I think there's a copyright thing on that, Jeff. Just saying. <laughs> Disney Plus is not allowing it. <laughs> yeah, I think um, they said this game actually had been in background development when Microsoft was buying it. It was one of the reasons why they were like, okay, cool. They got something. You know, yeah. It's like we're buying this and we get two games. Age of Empires 4, oh, I need that. I love me some Age of Empires. Yeah, I, was, I figured you'd be pretty excited about that. Yeah, I've got it. Uh, I've got the definitive edition for Age of Empires 2 on my PC right now. And is I'm this one it. that you and Josh play? Yes, we have played this Remember game. Remember that? Is this the game we were all going to go download 
couple years, uh, maybe a year or so back. Yeah, because he, he was on the kick for it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. I remember. I, re- uh, I remember. And then Everwild looks cool, looks very nature-esque, but like, I don't know if it's like a Ori-type vibe going on, but with people and animals instead of just these, you know, kind of like an Ori creature. What's the game with the um, the threaded guy? Straight. Unraveled? Is it like uh, Unravelish? No, nah, it's not really like that, I would say, but... it's just very beautifully drawn art where you're seeing these people walking up to these kind of magical creatures, you know, it's like a deer, but then it's got like some big glowing thing coming out of its head and it's clear there's going to be some sort of connection made between the two. Love and a little bit of heart. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I think it's time. Let's get everything right. Chris, you can do it. (laughs) <laughs> Why am I turning to Tim Allen? I don't know. I like it though. <laughs> Finally this week. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh my Santa. god. Finally this week. Uh Amy Hennig forms new studio. <gasps> Uncharted director. That's what she does now. <laughs> yeah. Amy Hennig is forming a new interactive media division at Skydance Media. She will oversee story-focused experiences and interactive series that will engage with both, quote, gamer and non-gamer audiences. According to a press release, the goal is to create inviting and innovative experiences that Skydance is known for in features and television. Hey, fun fact, Sean. Huh? Tom Cruise. Yeah? He's part of that company. That is a fun fact. Skydance is known for Mission Impossible, (laughs) which makes sense based on what Chris just said. Star Trek and Terminator. So we'll see. They like the sci-fis. Siffies. Yeah. The Siffies. I hope she finally gets to make something <laughs> and it actually come out. Well, if... And not get fired before she... If we it. get another story in about a year or so about how there's some head button and Amy and it's out. Right. We're going to have to do some finger pointing. Uh, you guys want to wrap this up? Never. Eh, need to. That's not what he said. You're supposed to be him this way. Mel of the future. What, what was that yeah. noise? I Jeff. I kind of got lost. Jeff was like, email. <laughs> this is the time of the show where we read your emails. Are you guys excited? What was that? Oh, you need that? To get in your lane, bro. <laughs> I had coffee. I got excited, man. I'm sorry. Get in your lane. <laughs> uh, if you want to write your thoughts and prayers, uh, thoughts and prayers. That's right. That's where you that's go. Where, that's my lane. That's yeah, where I that's go. Your lane. Okay. You can write them to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. I'll go ahead and say we got a number of them. So if we don't get to you this week, it's because either A, it looks like you were writing something in reference to Star Wars, and we'll do it next week. Or it's just because we just got a lot of them, so you know we're working through, which we appreciate. This well, is nice. We want yeah surplus. We need a yeah a plethora. <laughs> and the case in point is going to be the first one Chris reads, yeah. and you'll see why. Yeah, we actually held this one off last week. Uh, it says Kojima Shadow of the Colossus. I actually thought about this one. Right, it was a pretty cool point. Uh, and it comes from Kenneth S. He says, "What up, guys? What up, Kenneth?" I want to start by saying I love this podcast. Thank yep. you, sir. Y'all do a fantastic job and keep up the great works. 
Payne's even crying for you, Kenneth. Uh, I wanted to share my thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. On Death Stranding. <laughs> I hate... This is great. I hate this game. Oh. Why? Because I'm a mailman and I'm just walking everywhere, only interacting with holograms. And people that should be in Mega Man games. That's but then so something funny. happened on day three. I understood what was happening. I was the postman. Ride, postman. <laughs> Kevin Costner in all his glory. This is There's some truth to this. I accepted my role, and all the nagging thoughts I had faded. I was more concerned about keeping my packaging, uh, package, or packing perfect, and make sure it was handled with care. Still in Kojima fashion, I still don't fully understand the story, but it is what it is. But at the moment, I'm fully enjoying the game now. With that said, the game did come out on my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday to Kenneth's right? daughter. Yeah, happy birthday. And I made a huge, huge, huge choice to make. Uh, good thing Outer Worlds taught me to make difficult choices right. Don't worry, I found an option to make everyone happy. Like I said earlier, keep up the great work, everyone's <laughs> mom's box. That's awesome. I like great how email. he called it. He, he titled this Kojima's Shadow of the Colossus. And someone actually, like the other day, made a point that is a little bit of like that gameplay of, you yeah. know, Shadow of the Colossus. Like, but instead of climbing up a creature, you're you're climbing up a mountain. I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I liked it, but I saw what you did there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, next up, we've got Jordan. He he tiled his. <laughs> what up? I like that. Awesome. Hey, fellas, Jordan from Texas. What's up, Jordan from Texas? Hope you're not from Baylor. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Uh, here was some soon. electric electronic mail of the future. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> here's a little iteration on uh, a beloved locker room game. If you had to pick three games, one to marry, one to have a one night stand with and one to kill, which would y'all choose to marry means to play at least one day a week for the rest of your life. Uh, to pull a one nighter means to play at least 12 hours straight and never play again. And to kill means to erase from all of gaming history. Um, should I go first? Well, yeah. I would, obviously, <laughs> I would marry NBA 2K because, you know, I could play that game once a day or once a week, right, for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. I, I pretty much do it now. Um, if I had to play a game for 12 hours straight and never play again, I would do, like, Portal 2, right? Because, like, that game is about 10 hours, I want to say, 8, 10 hours, so I could do that. But, you know, you don't need to continuously play it, but it's a cool one to experience. Right. Um, I would kill Metal Gear Survives because I don't know why that game was made except for money. <laughs> Jeff, you want to go? I'm, I'm still <laughs> this thinking. This is tough. It is a, I think I'm overthinking it. I do know the game that I would uh, want to marry would probably be World of Warcraft. I could play that once a once one day a week. I'd be good to go. Um, a one nighter. Um, so twelve hours straight and never play Red again. Dead Redemption too because that's no, that'd be the game I'd want to kill. <laughs> um, okay, I'm going Red Dead for the game I want to kill. Um, so the one nighter, you take that back. <laughs> um, I don't know the one nighter, bro. NBA 2K. No. Something I want to play straight for twelve hours? Uncharted? No. I'm having a very difficult um, time with this. I Zelda. Well, not Zelda. I don't. I don't think I'd ever want to not play again because I did think about that being the twelve hours straight. I've never played a Metroid game, so what's Ooh. a good one to put on there? Super Metroid. But that does that take twelve hours to play? Um. Right. But you could play for twelve hours. Yeah, we'll say Super Metroid was my one night stand. Um, WoW was my Mary. 
and to kill. I joked at being uh, Red Dead, but I don't know. I'm going to think. I just did not like that game. But I don't think it should be a really like race from history. Let's either. go to the episode where he gave it an 8 out of 10. No, let's don't do that. Uh, finally, he says, hope this wasn't too confusing. It kind of was, but it's it's good. Jeff's not even going to say anything. Well, I, 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 it got cut out. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, no, you can say here, but I just wanted to finish this last part. Keep up the hilarity, guys. Thanks for the show, and don't stop eating those apples. That's funny. That's a that's a throwback to yeah. John's poo. Um, <laughs> Ask me this again in a week, and I'm going to have a totally different answer. But I'm going to spin off of Sean and say Mary would be Red Dead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, one lighter would be Geometry Wars. Oh, Ooh. that's a good one. Um, with a lot of uh, full throttles at my side, either that or some cold beers, and just twelve night. I think uh, twelve mean- hours of just. I think you mean Monster Energy drink, don't you? Yeah, full, full throttle. <laughs> oh, I know the one I want to kill. What? Doom VR. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, not red. Doom VR, I hated. That's the Ooh. one I'm having a hard time with is one to kill. Oh, oh, if I also if I had to sub one out um, for for NBA 2K, uh-huh. more like actual game game. Yeah. Diablo 3. Oh, that's nice. I yeah. could play that forever. True. That's nice. That that could actually be subbed out. Mm. Oh, that could be a one nighter for me too. Just play that game. You don't need no. I mean, you can't you, even be the king. Did you go? You go pelvic deep in in the Diablo three four night, dude. Mm. I'm having a hard time with one, so we'll just have to uh, check I, in I, with th- me another week. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. All you do for us. Our uh, official lawyer has ran in. Lawyer Rob Platt. Get off your butt and hurry up and finish law school so you can be our second official lawyer, and then we can have a lawyer team of Platt and Rob. <laughs> be a good one. Yeah, Rob is a he's a man of of knowledge and common sense. I have to say, this is maybe the shortest email Rob's ever written us, and that's not a criticism. Uh, but he says, "Dear Chris, Sean, and John," he meant Jeff. Jeff. Um, yeah, we don't know who this mythical John is. Yeah. First, I'll give away my secret for always spelling your names correctly. They, they're listed in the podcast description. Yeah. There you go. I mean, that has been the secret right. on getting that right forever. It's like he's a lawyer and pays attention to details <laughs> or something. To the deets. Uh, moving on. Someone mentioned having potentially hurt my feelings on last week's episode. The con- this concerns me <laughs> as it raises several questions. The first of being, what are feelings? <laughs> he's a lawyer. God, he's a lawyer. That's awesome. I also have some concerns about something that was shared on last week's show. It seems John was amendable to other listeners scheduling one-on-one meetups with his wife. While I admire dedication to supporting and growing your fan base, that seems like an unnecessary, or that seems unnecessary as you find gentlemen are already doing more than an adequate job. Thank you, sir. Yep. Uh, regarding streaming PC gaming to an NVIDIA device, i.e. I've been using Shield TV for about six months with great success. Awesome. I'll preface that by saying or by saying Just that read I haven't the tried, <laughs> uh, tried it with an FPS as I prefer to use mouse and keyboard. And I recognize that those games may be more demanding, but I haven't played a number of other games, including Street Fighter V, 30th Anniversary Collection, GTA V, Rocket League, and NBA Pro playgrounds too and experienced next to no lag issues sorry did you die no i, I had to burp <laughs> uh it probably helps that i'm connected via ethernet cable though the f- newer wi-fi setups may be faster faster see john uh ethernet is right <laughs> i'm also using a gtx 1070 in my streaming pc nice. though it's not as powerful as the one your rigs uh in your rig so probably have at least ah sorry this is it, huh? Right? <laughs> <Exactly>. Doritos! 
Um, <laughs> though it's not as powerful as the ones in your rigs, it, you sh- probably should have at least a good experience. Note that Shield is an older model, which was just replaced this or last month. So the performance on the newer one should hopefully be even better going forward. Also, it blows away Steam Link. If anyone ever tried that device when it was and was put off from buying Shield, I really want Steam Link to be better than what it was. Finally. Where is the review of Untitled Goose Game? I need to play this game, Rob. Uh, all the best, Lawyer Rob. Do, don't we have a spare like week where we can play Untitled Goose Game? I think we were doing the thing that we pushed that was going to be the filler for the one week. I, I, I need to look. I need we're to talking look. in too many codes right now. Yeah. And if it's possible, I promise you, nothing. <laughs> we promise nothing, sir. Hey, always good to hear from you, Lawyer Rob. If we don't hear from you um, before the holidays, like Thanksgiving, make sure you have a good one, sir. Yes, uh, and then finally for this week, we've got Matt, who just writes in and says, Hi, all. Hey, Matt, what's up? I'm just writing to let you know that I recently discovered the podcast, and it's helping make the long days of PhD research a bit more entertaining. Dude, we got doctors and lawyers. This is amazing. They listen to us, but we're dumb. We're dumb as dirt. <laughs> we live in Georgia. You live in Georgia. <laughs> Alabama you, yeah, really. Alabama man. <laughs> my name. Oh God. Oh my goodness. Live by train the plains of Auburn. Yeah. Uh been listening to episodes new and old a fair bit and heard you mention that the previous episodes before Tacoma are no longer available online. I did hear Chris say that they were available as MP3s, and I would love to hear your thoughts on thoughts some of these older games. If you could send them my way, I'd be grateful. Uh Matt reach out to me uh what episode you're maybe looking for like if there's any games in particular you're thinking of and if i've got them um you i did will, say you'd send them to the people yeah if i've got them i've got i still got the old pc over there that's got like a good bit of them um the one will, that, you, that i'm gonna buy from you yeah <laughs> but i've got to wipe everything up I know. You're, you're gonna get it and it's like gonna have a hard drive with a drill through the middle <laughs> chris uh i don't have i don't know what to do no <laughs> I never went to that island. <laughs> you can't they keep anything. <laughs> um, that's it. Uh, we're running a little long. So Gavin, yeah, Steve, and Jason. Uh, Jason, I know we said we'd get to you last week, but uh, John's not here. We want John to be yeah, here. Yeah, we want here. We want John here on that one. We got edited. You might want to make it to where it's new again, Chris. So there you can, go. It's boom. right there. So we, um, we got some things. Yeah. But we will get to you guys, especially... I saw Gavin, you tiled Jet, you put Jedi in the towel. So kind of like last week where I held off with uh, Kenneth, you know, because he put Kojima in his towel. I did that to you. You will be held off if if necessary. <laughs> <laughs> if you put things in your titles. Sean, people write us on Twitter. What do they write? Yeah, they find us on Weekly Game Chat, at Weekly Game Chat on Twitter. And I did have issues, like I mentioned earlier, on the Disney Plus app. Um, Hydroberg reached Shame. out and said that he had issues on his mobile, which was funny considering that was the only way I could log in. Everything else was working fine for him, and he also agreed that that Mandalorian was great. Um, let's see here. Oh, that should not have done that, guys. We're still fifth in the playoffs. Yeah, I know. Um, I was very hype and posted that Jedi Fallen Order was there. I can't wait. I couldn't wait to play it. Any, I wanted to know if anyone else got those. Um, at Jim Sweet did. Um, Jedi Grandmaster loving the challenge. And by the way, guys, there is a challenge. Um, at the Claw Voice wanted to know where was Pokemon because if you remember, it dropped on the same day as well. 
Um, I think we, we got that working out possibly. I'll go ahead and say we got a we got a Pokemon expert. You probably, if you've listened to the show for a good while, you can figure yeah, out you who know. it is. Yeah. Um, and he will be here on. I want to say it's the week of twelve. Twelve is what we said. Yeah. I could be wrong. But I mean, there are technically are two games you got to get through: yeah, Sword yeah. and Shield. <laughs> He's probably over there going like, "Where's the National Poker Dex or wherever the Dex thing is?" Um, at Golden Trawick or Trawick, um, he got it on Xbox, and so far, Coach Trawick, yes. Um, uh, he said so far, and this I think is pretty fair. He said it's Uncharted in space, like mm. the Uncharted game in space. I like, think that's a fair comparison, but with black. Um, not black. I was gonna say black souls, dark souls, of dark souls vibe to it. Um, at humble beard cast, thank you so much for the follow. Following you back at Almer Almer Corey, thank you so much for the follow. Following you back and at M underscore Rod underscore Dad, thank you so much for the follow back. Oh, where'd you go? I didn't follow you back yet. I lied. There it is. That's what's up. He's a husband, father, son, and gamer, and he gives one of these little what's this little thing called? Hang loose. A hang loose symbol. So that's cool. Thank you, everyone, for the follow and the love. Hope you're all having a great time gaming. I'll talk to you next week. This is when Chris is supposed to come in, and he hadn't yet. Sorry, sorry. It's fine. I get distracted by my phone, too. Yeah, I was reading a personal thing from someone we know. Um, Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, But anyways, this has been episode 231 of Weekly Games Chat, once again, part of the HP Video Game Network. Uh, I want to give a shout out for one person. He actually came and we were talking this week uh, on the network. He does a show on there called Game Dev uh, Stories. I think his name. Don't quote me on that. But if you search HP Video Game Network on there, you should be able to find episodes, especially linked to the Twitter page. Uh, He's pretty cool. Talks to game developers and things like that. People from around the industry. So if you want a cool different perspective and maybe something that's just not people sharing their opinions, but actually talking about the industries, uh, do yourself a favor, go ahead and check it out. You know, you got to listen to something in the, whatever, how many hours it is between the next time they hear our voices again. Right. I mean, they could just listen to ours over and over and over again. Damn it. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Screw that guy. He's not. No, no, no. Seriously. Uh, His name's the guy who runs is Tony. He's a good guy. Uh, We've been talking this week. He's like a good guy. Good dude. What yeah. up, Tony? And then two days later, Tony got arrested. <laughs> um, <laughs> for that thing. Yeah, that thing everyone's <laughs> talking about. No. Uh, that said, if you want to help support us, though, make sure you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, and you'll get a new episode just like this one every Wednesday. If you want to take that next step, make sure you drop a uh, rating on the show, preferably five stars. But if you hate it, what you do is you take it and you subtract one from five, then divide it in half. And then, you, and then what do you do after is that? Is this happening? Now? You double it. And that's the official <laughs> terrible podcast score out there. Everyone knows it's universal. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not five stars, it's got to be this star. Yeah. That's just terrible. Right. So, it, yeah. Breaks John's heart. It does. Yeah. It, it uh, actually really does. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to go even one uh, step further than that, drop us a review. Tell people why you like the show or hate the show. I don't care. We're not here to edit you. Um, except for that one email next week. We'll edit that one. Oh. But we have to, and you'll see why. It <laughs> yeah, makes yeah, sense, yeah, guys. Yeah, okay? Just yeah. wait. <laughs> Until next time. Uh, John, wherever you are, I hope it's going well. 
<laughs> you think he'll overhear this? Yeah. I don't know. He's not this committed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's like actually... John, John from episode 100. Yes, yeah, certainly. Do you know why, though? Because I think he'll listen to it because he wants to see if we talk about him. Because he's probably. that, like, narcissistic. He probably wants to come narcissistic. back here if I talked about Kojima and Konami. So right. What did they say? Did they give it a fair thing? Yeah. Like, Fairly. well, we both gave it 10 and we said, like, this is like 12 Resident Evil 2s combined in greatness. So it's like 6.8 times 12. Yes. That's, Makes sense. That's Jeff right. math. Yes. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> On my scale. Yeah. 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 Um, until next time, you got to say thanks to Jeff for being on. I will first say thank you to Jeff. <laughs> I was about to do that. You mother. Well, you, no, you weren't. I was. You piece of. He you. just knows in three days he's going to be seeing me again at a beer fest. So, yeah, right. You're yeah. going to a beer fest. You want to go to a beer fest Saturday? I can't. I'm a very busy person. This on is why we don't invite you. That's not fest. true. That's not true. The one time you did invite me, we went to a place where there was beer and I got hammered off I a pint. I love it when Sean drinks beer with us. <laughs> it's funny. It's like a 12 year old girl. All right. What's this? Man, this must be heavy. Sean, that's a uh, 4.2%. I don't know what that means. So you can Tammy's tell all those like, jokes that's, out there. <laughs> like, that's nothing. <laughs> I don't know what those jokes are. Beer, beer. Uh, anyway. Um, Jeff, thank you for coming again. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. Always quality. I love being here. Love seeing your your gorgeous faces. Yeah. yeah. And your beard. I appreciate it. Your beard's yeah. worth the price of admission, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Thank That's you. Nice. I'm thank stealing you. your puppy this weekend. <laughs> Just want you to know that. Shout um, out to the new puppy. Yeah. Right? Wilbur. Wilbur rules. He loves me. <laughs> Sean. Yes. Game on. Game on, Chris. Game on, Jeff. Game on, Chris. Game on, John, wherever you are. Game on, Sean. Game on, Jeff. Game on, Johnny Bear, wherever you is. Game on, John. <laughs> Your mom's burr. <laughs> Peace out, everybody. Squeezing on my money. <laughs> <laughs>